Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the show. What's up, what's up? My name is Ultimate DJs. Thank you for being here. On the stage of Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, one and all. Welcome in to our first episode of Deep Space Nine Part 3. The Defiant has arrived. Is it what players hope for? Is it indeed a one-trick pony? Do all players get to enjoy the benefits offered by this ship? We're going to talk about those things here and many, many more on today's show. Let's find out who is here to talk about the Defiant and give their early reactions and a Talking Trek server sound off. You guys go ahead and hit it there. Welcome in. Bart Monster Max kicking us off on server 60. Thank you. Gherkin on European 184. Gator on server 28. Thank you. Noon Whistle server 29. What's up, Jim? On the flagship server 15, Maximum Hunter on server 28. Burns went on PvP on server 29. Uh, Iron Chef. Aloha, server 14. Emperor Sun on 137 saying hello there. What's up? Shady Pines on 27 and 29. Uh, that darn Texan, server 31. Welcome into the show. Jaybird on 32. Money Croc on server 8. Appreciate you being here. Stony Dude on server 10. Raj Al Ghul on server 138. Sorez on 157. Al Bill, server 38. Jace on 44. Sandra on 142. JT Bob on 156. Sporting his brand new Defiant. Welcome into the show. Appreciate it. Fudge on server 15. Scar on 125. Notorious HIG on European 184. Jerry Ryan on 146. Eddie, server 14. Jux on 187. Uncle Brisket on server 63. Game Junior on the newly non-winless server 30. <laughs> Appreciate it. Sherlock Holmes on server 27. Lugga on server 159. Stony Dude on server 10. Sith Lord on server 24. JT10 on server 24. King Kirky on 181. Devil in the Belfry on 14. Benny Hill's Ghost on server 42. Lost and Forgotten on server 83. Cobra Ray on server 170. Velvet Thunder on 137. Zandies on server 12. Welcome in to the show. Dark Menace on server 140. Chaos Monger on 56. Shadow Sheep shouting out. Open the gates of Hades and let chaos reign. Welcome into the show. Appreciate it. Distressed Alien on 60. Scar on 125. Storm and Norman on 34. And 103 additional messages in our Talking Trek server sound off. Thank you guys so very, very much for being here. 360 human bodies crowding our live studio audience here today. Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. Appreciate you guys so very much for being here. Bubba Joe will be along shortly as will uh, Level 60. She Whale Trader will be here uh, in a little bit. Is Ripper actually here? I see him on the stage, but he did not respond to my whispers of sweet nothings prior to the show. I was whispering to him, Ripper, Ripper, Rip, 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 Rip. Nope, see, I don't think Ripper's here. Uh, <laughs> good afternoon, everybody. Appreciate it. Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. We've got a lot to talk about today, and unfortunately, a shorter period of time in which to do it as Mrs. DJs made her appearance into the Discord a couple of hours ago and reminded the entire community that, indeed, I do have a responsibility to pick up Oliver DJs today, which means that we will have a hard stop at 5.30. That is uh, just at two hours 
from now. So going to be a shorter, abbreviated show today, which means we have no time to waste, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into your stupid news very quickly and find out what's going on all across the world. Live from the Talking Trek News Studios, it is time for your stupid news headlines. Stupid Stupid news! Time for your news! News! You got it. Oshifer says, so wait, if he's saying he's going to be over at 5.30, then the show's going to be over at 5.50 and late fees will be paid. And that is in all likelihood going to happen. Probably. (laughs) We'll see. That's uh, story number one. And you're stupid. Yeah, that's right. No time to waste, but yet we must still deliver the stupid news, Silvis. And uh, it is a thing. Uh, as a matter of fact, yesterday was election day here in the United States. And while not to get into election news, uh, guys, it's not a not a thing that we do here. But it was a big day across the United States. Republican voters in eastern and central Oregon probably had the most interesting results. Shout out Midwest. Uh, apparently, voters in eastern and central Oregon are so fed up with the lawmakers of Oregon that they want to break rank and state lines and actually become a part of Idaho. (laughs) They want to become part of Idaho. Dude, you know, you know things are bad in your state when your people would rather join Idaho. I'm just throwing that. You want to be Idaho. You want to be Idaho. That's a bad, that's a bad sign. Pacific Northwest. What did I say? Midwest? Northwest? Okay. The, the, the western region. All right, we'll go there. Uh, this past week, a woman made an unusual discovery along the Cornish coast after finding part of a whale's stomach washed up on a beach. It was so large. <laughs> it was so large that initially the woman worried that it belonged to an American. Uh, <laughs> I feel I feel this is this is not something you hear about on United States beaches. We come across just like the usual stuff, right? Like syringes and broken glass. All right, no, Lynchy, <laughs> come on. That's that's funny right there. Uh, in a recent interview, Sylvester Stallone... <laughs> Hammer says, I feel attacked. In a recent interview, Sylvester Stallone said that his film character, John Rambo, is not Republican or Democrat. He says a good story is a good story, and if you have to lean very hard on politics, then you're asking for trouble, which makes a lot of sense because most of America actually loves and respects Rambo. All right, so that's that's a thing right there from Sylvester Stallone. Finalists have been revealed for the 2022 Major League Baseball MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year, uh, as well as Manager of the Year awards. And unlike the games themselves, the announcements did not take nine hours. Buck Showalter of the New York Mets. I wish Bubba was here. Buck Showalter of the New York Mets was nominated for Coach of the Year, and I think he should get it. Honestly, the Mets had a very strong showing this year, and it was awesome to see a brand new year one team full of rookies in the Major League Baseball so, uh, Major League Baseball League spring up out of nowhere and play professional baseball. Yeah, it was it was very good to see a brand spanking new team. It was. In a gut-wrenching discovery, an Australian man found... Ugh, if I get through this story, it's a miracle. In a gut-wrenching discovery, an Australian man found dreadful huntsman spiders and thousands of their babies inside ugh, the trunk of his car. Ugh, no spider gifs, please. Please don't do it. No spider gifs, no spider gifs. Listen, I don't know about any of you guys. 
I would have blown up this car so quick that even the Taliban would have been impressed, okay? Like, I would have burned it. <laughs> Stop! Ugh. Can't do it. Aaron, Aaron, the Huntsman Spider is apparently a pretty, a pretty rough... Ugh. Kill it with fire. Rain down fire upon it. All right, like, that's, that's the only solution you got. Oh, God. Late night, we got to move on. Late night talk show host Jimmy Kimmel will return to host the Oscars for the third time, the Academy announced. They had Chris Rock last year, so I guess this year they decided to stray away from comedy. <laughs> Going from Chris Rock to Jimmy Kimmel has to be the biggest downgrade of all time. Like, honestly, I, you know, no, no disrespect, but all the disrespect. Biggest downgrade of all time, but at least this time, uh, this time around, people will be hoping that the host gets slapped. All right, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Oh, goodness. Uh, no. Oh, God. I stopped. Please. I'm going to have to close Discord. I'm sorry. I, I can't. The, we got to stop right there. The, the news has to stop. Please stop. Burn it. Burn it down with fire. Oh, spiders. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Is Steven Aaron on the stage? Like, I can't tell if he's here. Am I here all by myself? Am I here up here all by myself? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, our weather has been relatively mild. Uh, here where I live in the United States. It hasn't gotten super cold yet. Uh, so you guys, some of you who have listened to the show for a couple of years, you know that I... Uh, Ingram! Uh, oh, 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 God. I can't. I can't. Anyway, you want to talk about creepy crawlies. Talk about creepy crawlies. Um, those of you who have listened to the show for a couple of years know that I heat my home with uh, an outdoor wood-burning stove, all right? So uh, in the wintertime, I convert from electricity, and I burn wood and coal to keep my house warm. And uh, so, it, but we it's not been that cold. As a matter of fact, it was just 70 like three days ago. So, uh, but the weather is supposed to get very cold very quickly. Uh, this coming Friday, we are supposed to get temperatures down into the teens, uh, so today I threw out my back. It hurts. I, I've, I've taken great, great amounts of medication. Uh, I've taken, uh, and I, and I hurt my back, but I was outside. I was working on the stove today, cleaning it out, getting it ready for the winter and started a fire today just to kind of work out all the kinks and make sure the water table's nice and full and gets warm and everything. And, uh, folks, let me just show you this in the graphics room. Uh, for those of you listening in podcast form, maybe, uh, you'll come back to this a little bit later. Let me just tell you what I found today in my woodshed. This was in the back of my woodshed where, like, my water filters are and my pumps and fans and all that stuff. Uh, and and just for the record, you can see that this is certainly not the entire thing. All right? This is not the whole thing. You guys, uh, feel free to take a look in the graphics room here in just a second. It's uh, taking uh, taking its sweet time to upload. I pulled a snakeskin, uh, a snake, a molted snakeskin, out of the back of my furnace today, and that freaked me out. That was entirely frightening. You look at that, and by the way, you can just tell by the shape that this was not all of it. <laughs> There's probably more back there too. All right, you get that is long, and you can tell like right up at the top that that it broke right like that was cut off and this i'm telling you this snake that is apparently living in my woodshed yeah no time to go time to get out time to go (laughs) fudge says it's very natural would you have preferred a live snake no i would not have all right i was fine but that just tells me that that creature is living in my woodshed 
and that frightens me to death as well. <laughs> That's right, Hammer. Its owner is still there. Okay. Oh God. That is. Uh, wait. Did it? Did it upload sideways? No. It uploaded portrait. Okay. So, yeah. Its owner is still in there. <laughs> I know the creature is keeping rats and mice away, but I, I still don't really like. You know, I don't want to hang out with it. It's not my. It's not my best friend. Okay. <laughs> but it's still in there somewhere. And and there's a shed. It's just full of firewood. I'm ready to go for the winter. But I I can just tell you that every single time I pick up a piece of firewood, I'm going to be frightened for my life because this probably five or six foot long snake is still living in that woodshed. Like, there's no doubt. It's in there, okay? It's in there. (laughs) Lynchy says, this is why you send the kids to get the firewood. (sighs) Oh, God. Terribly frightening. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. There's your stupid news. Uh, one other piece. I, I had actually mentioned to Bubba Joe that I wanted him to come in today. There was one piece of stupid news that I didn't actually get to today um, because it's not really stupid news. I just want to throw out here very quickly. How many of you guys, uh, if, if some of you probably could, if I asked you to go back and name 2004's uh, most beautiful woman in television, would you be able to do it? Could you do it? 2004's Most Beautiful Woman in Television was actually in the news today, just went on and did a podcast interview with Paris Hilton. Her name is Alicia Cuthbert. I put her photo in uh, the graphics room. And I am going to pose you guys a question. A lot of you guys might know Alicia Cuthbert from her role in 24. Uh, She was a star in 24. But maybe bigger than that, Sorez, you got it right. The Girl Next Door, all right? The Girl Next Door, she played in that film... 19 years ago. Actually, I think the movie came out sooner than that. Uh, But in 2004, she was named People Magazine's Most Beautiful Woman in Television. And I want you to know, she did a podcast yesterday and uh, was talking to Paris about uh, how that role has followed her her entire life, her entire career. And uh, she said, I've kind of tried to avoid the stigma of being the most beautiful woman in television and all this. She was like, I just want to focus on my career and my family and all this stuff. But she talked about, and this is kind of funny because I see some of these elements uh, even within our community, uh, within fandom, right? Uh, Where people will look at somebody and be like, like, for example, we see the Star Trek panels and we're taking a look at... Um, as a matter of fact, this is a great, a great opportunity to promote uh, uh, Trek Talk with uh, Kirk and Handy and Techman. Uh, I was listening to one of their recent episodes where they were talking about uh, Picard, the television series. And they were talking about how Brent Spiner just looked terrible as Data, right? Obviously, many, many years has passed. They said that, uh, that he looked really, really bad. And I kind of wondered, I mean, I obviously uh, know that Brent Spiner doesn't look like he did 25, 30 years ago. But I kind of thought that the Star Trek community would be more forgiving. And and when I was listening to Trek Talk, apparently they weren't. Apparently they weren't. Uh, because a lot of people said, welcome to the stage, Bubba Joe. Welcome, Bubba Joe. I, I wasn't ready to do this yet. <laughs> Yes. Welcome to the show, Bubba Joe. How are you today? Welcome. We were just talking about Alicia Cuthbert. Well, and Brent Spiner. 
they go in the same category. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, let me ask you just real quick. Totally not related to the game. Not related to People Star Trek. You had a crush on in the 90s? Uh, yeah, well, late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, she's beautiful. Okay. Let me just ask a question real quick. When you're talking about an iconic role, all right, you take a look at Jonathan Frakes. You look at uh, 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 Marina Sirtis. All right, you look at Brent Spiner. And we know that all of them are coming back for Picard Season 3. They obviously have aged, right? Is that, is that something that people are, are unhappy about? Because I heard Tech Man talking about the fact that um, Admiral Janeway is apparently exploring a new project with Paramount and that there's going to be a new television series surrounding Admiral Janeway. And, and Tech Man's response was, oh, this is going to be bad. You know, she looks older and, and the time frame of the show is supposed to be set after Voyager got home. And, and I'm just kind of curious, like, as fans, would we rather, and I know this is not related to The Defiant. We'll get to it. But, Bubba, let me just ask you straight up. Would you rather a recast? Or would you rather the original artist just giving a little bit of creative freedom and, and liberty to the fact that they've gotten older, right? Like, they've, they've gotten older. That was the same thing Alicia Cuthbert was talking about this. They expect her to look the same as she did in the movie. Now, Bubba, I did uh, post a picture in the graphics room. That is Alicia Cuthbert from very recently. I will personally say, don't look like she's aged today. Doesn't look like she's aged today. She is still beautiful and amazing as she was 20 years ago. But is it okay for fans to demand that their heroes um, or their or their role models or this or that, that they just, like, don't age? <laughs> they just stay the same? Well, I, I, mean, I, I don't think that's... Tech Man, I, come I to the stage. Come to the stage, Tech Man. Go I ahead, Bubba. I don't think that's a reasonable expectation, but I do think that then it's on the writers and the show directors to say, okay, we have this older person. They have aged this many years. That means we need to put this series. If we want to use this actor in this position, then we need to put the series in a timeline that represents that. See, and if they want to do somebody who is immediately after Voyager comes home, then I do think recasting is okay. I, I just, I agree with that. I agree with the assessment of, if you want, if you've decided on the person that's going to play the role from 30 years ago is going to play it now, then you need to put this your story 30 years in the future. So that is one of the things that Tech Man was talking about on Trek Talk. If you guys uh, subscribe to his podcast, wherever you download your favorite podcast, be sure to go check that out. He was talking about that, Bubba, because apparently, allegedly, the storyline for this new Janeway series is going to be between the events of Voyager arriving home and uh, the events of Picard. And so she could get a little older, but... They're kind of wondering, you know, is that an appropriate timeline? Like, what do you do? If you're going to do a Janeway uh, television series, what do you do? All right? Because there obviously is a very large gap there between the events of Picard and the events of Voyager that you could tell some great stories there. But that would be earlier in the timeline than what she may appear to be now as far as age. So... I was, I was just curious about that. It's not even related to the game, although it could be. <laughs> when is, hey, Tech Man, when is Janeway, uh, when is that television series supposed to actually launch? 
I think you had mentioned it. Like it's in. They're just in talks. Have they even started filming this project yet? So that if it, if they haven't, you're looking at at the very earliest fall of 23 or maybe the early early 24. And if I know Paramount, Bubba Joe, if I know Paramount, then sadly for Rev Deuce, that means that we may not see Voyager in the game until this television series actually comes out, uh, either in late 23 or early 24. I'm just curious, I, and, and I don't know anything. I'm just saying maybe it does relate to the game a little bit, Bubba Joe. If, if uh, Kate Mulgrew comes back to the silver screen, uh, then it very, it, it's very likely that Paramount's going to want to promote that. Stop it with the spiders. Uh, Would want to promote that within the game. But uh, I was just curious. Uh, Techman says, oh, okay. Techman says that the production has been greenlit. It is in pre-production. They haven't started filming. But apparently, that series is going to take off. So just real quick, Bubba, what would you want to expect from a Janeway television series? What what would you hope to see? You don't want me to answer that question. Oh, come on. Come on. Trader, what about you? Welcome into the show, Trader. Uh, Janeway is coming back to television. All right? It could be a year. It could be a year and a half. But Admiral Janeway is coming back for a new Paramount television series. And I'm kind of curious what fans would want to see there. I was curious. Well, I think it should be the older Janeway, frankly. But I think it should still be the original actress. Well, that's that's what it's going to be. As a matter of fact, Techman was actually talking about the fact that they could use CGI to de-age her. But would you want to do that for like every scene and every? I mean, would you want to do that for a whole series? Would Kate Mulgrew want to do that for an entire series? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, they did do it for like thirty seconds in Picard with Q. But I mean, that was a real quick thing. That was a real quick thing that you know. So I don't know. Anyway. Um, that's not what we should be talking about. Should we be talking about Voyager today, Trader? Probably not. All right. Let's not you know, talk about it. No, there's worse things we could be talking about. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Worse things that we could be talking about, Trader? Well, i tell you what. <laughs> Give me number one on your list of worst, th- of worst things that we can talk about other than Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> uh, how about the drunk guy that hit the power pole last night so i didn't have heat or electricity for eight hours oh no okay i not where i thought you were going but i'll go with that (laughs) uh yeah trader was actually live on twitch last night bubba joe and then abruptly had to exit because uh do you not have mobile service there or were you like ultra conservative like okay all right it's the end of days people get out the bucket (laughs) of oatmeal we must find all battery chargers preserve all cell phone battery life Data, go down to battery preservation mode. We are on 1X, people. This is not a drill. This is not a drill. We are on 1X data. Is that what happened? I in the- had I had you know exactly what? 10% of my battery left, <laughs> and I had a brief that I had to e-file. So I needed that 10% battery. So when I finally finished the brief on my laptop, I could upload it. So <laughs> stay calm, everybody. Every- stay calm. This is a G5, G5 trader emergency. Okay. We have 10% battery preservation in 1X. Here we go. Show me what you're made of. We've trained for this. <laughs> That's what was happening last night. Um, and you know what that means, DJ? You know, there, there, in fairness, there was a lot more cussing going on than that. <laughs> Bubba, uh, you though, when you this all went mean, down, though? you were you were in bed already. 
I was. But you know what that means? Is that this arc is somewhere between a drunk guy hitting a pole and denying traitor power and good. <laughs> it's somewhere in that range. Somewhere in the range. Well, it is early, Bubba <laughs> Joe. It is early. The show so far, the the month of the arc here so far is, uh, you heard it, preliminarily uh, first responses from Bubba, uh, first reaction from Bubba. We are somewhere between a drunk guy slamming into an, a power pole and good. Um, somewhere in that range. Bubba, let me come to you first. Because uh, if you take a look at our show notes today, uh, and Trader, obviously you didn't get to watch last night, but I did uh, an impromptu Twitch last night where I built the Defiance and we fast-forwarded through a free-to-play progression. Uh, And when I say we fast-forwarded, obviously, Bubba, I mean I spent a little bit of money, but what we did is we chose certain points. Aaron was there with us last night, but we chose certain points as to where I feel that players could get this ship. Like, once you have the ship, and we'll talk about the the timeline here tonight, but once you have the ship, how long would it take to get to Tier 2? How long would it take to get to Tier 3? How long would it take to get to Tier 4? We were kind of mathing a little bit of that out last night. And so then we chose some of those points as to what research could be done, what uh, tier of the ship would be done, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm curious because I've seen a lot of reaction. Some players, and and by the way, there's two different areas that we're going to discuss, all right? We're going to discuss the mechanics of the Defiant. We're going to discuss the sourcing of the Defiant. And then, yes, community, I will delve into the discussion of lore and narrative because... I got to be honest, Trader, when I'm looking through all of this feedback, and I've gotten a ton of it, if I'm looking through all this feedback and I'm consulting with Rev Deuce and and we're having a meeting this morning, by the way, very uh, uh, appreciative, I believe, Trader, that this morning Echo and the designer of this ship had a, a, a text kind of meeting, a Q&A, with uh, Rev and I. We were able to answer, get some questions answered and, and just look at very potential nice. areas of feedback on day two. I was very pleased with that. Um, and it was interesting because I think, I think that Rev's feedback, I mean, he had feedback from, from all areas, but I believe that Rev's feedback was much more focused on lore and much more focused on narrative and expectations of the Defiant, okay? And, and while I acknowledge that and, and, and fully agree that, that some players maybe wanted more out of this ship, um, I look at it from a utility mechanic, and, I, uh, and I'm looking at feedback from the math. Bubba, what are you doing? Are you driving? He's driving. Bubba, two hands on the wheel, man. Those are rumble strips. Those are rumble strips. No, you're, you're drifting. No, that's some idiot's muffler next to me. <laughs> oh god, Dude, that's car, a muffler. My car drives itself. I don't go on the rumble strips, and it makes no noise. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Wait a second. Back up, back up, back up. Did you just say that your your vehicle drives itself? It does. Dang. On the freeway, it does. Dang, Bubba Joe got a Tesla. Is that the only one that does that right now? Um, Isn't Tesla the only one that actually no, drives? I, it, it, okay, so it doesn't completely drive itself, but it's basically completely driving itself. 
basic, Tesla, but it is basically car. so much driving itself. Uh, okay, let me. You don't have to answer this if you don't want, because there is a lawyer present. Do you play Star Trek? Do you trust your car enough to play on your phone while your car is driving itself? I believe there's an amendment of the Constitution that protects me from answering such questions. <laughs> there sure is. Because I, I will note that playing games on your cell phone while you're driving is illegal in all 50 states. Is it? Even if the car drives yes. itself? Even if the car drives itself. All right, Trader, we're going to have to get that changed. All right, that's good. we're going to have to work <laughs> on that. Okay? I mean, if the car is driving itself, what am I supposed to do? Just sit back and be bored? All right, come on. I got reputation to grind, okay? Jeez. All right. Yeah, time for an amendment here. Uh, listen, uh, let me come back to uh, to the, the feedback that we're getting. Narratively, I get I get that players wanted it to be more. Bubba, you are a little bit more of, of a math guy with me. We had some discussions yesterday on the capabilities. Trader, you and I did as well. I did not feel from you two, and I do want to come to the chat, and I'll allow you guys to raise your hands and come in and feedback. I didn't feel from you two that we were angry about the iconic Defiant. Can you guys, uh, just in, in 30 or 60 seconds, narratively speaking, let's knock this piece out first. Narratively speaking, are you unhappy with what the Defiant represents? Bubba, you go first, if there's no muffler. I am not unhappy with what the Defiant represents, but I am not happy with how it manifested in the game. Okay. I'm okay with the Defiant being excellent at destroying Dominion things in the game. That's what it does in the show. Narratively, I'm okay with it excelling in that. I don't think that it excels at it enough. Okay, that's fair. That's going to get into the mechanical piece here in a moment, so we'll do that. Trader, uh, 60 seconds. Narratively, are you satisfied with what the Defiant is doing? Narratively. Narratively, yes. I, I think it makes perfect sense for it to be used against Dominion targets. That's what it was used for in Deep Space Nine. And, you know, they keep hints keep getting dropped about, oh, it was Borg too, and maybe something's gonna happen with that. But I, I don't I don't know. And frankly, I think it's fine as narratively speaking, I think it's fine. All right. Uh server one fifty six, JT Bob is on the stage. Uh Bob you have been vocal in the Discord over the last couple of days. Uh, first of all, let's get your ops level two because, and, and I'm trying to remember all the feedback. I don't have names attached to it, but Bob, tell me your just your gut reaction to the narrative of the Defiant as it exists in Star Trek Fleet Command. I see in the chat, Defiant was never a support ship in the show, and Sedex, I I agree with that. But that we're gonna we're gonna jump into the mechanic here a little bit because I do feel that this ship has a little bit of bite to it. And we'll talk about that in the in the math piece and the narrative piece. But Bob, uh you're on mute, so I don't know if you're if if you're paying attention. Bob, you got commentary on the Defiant? I'm gonna guess not. Wraith Star, we're gonna bring you up to the stage. Wraith Star and Putts, we're gonna invite them up very quickly as we just kind of talk briefly about this piece. Is the Defiant making us happy? Like just seeing it in the game, Putts, were you happy to build a Defiant? Well, I will be happy in a hundred and some odd days. Fair maybe. enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. My biggest, my biggest issue is, um, again, this is another ship that is multiple months 
away from a free-to-play getting it from the day it was released. If you go back and you, you the Stella we got within a month, the Meridian we got within a month, uh, a lot of the ships we have gotten within a month or two, and it's just been recently with the Cerritos, with the Amalgam, and now with the Mantis weight of all weights, right? Um, that they're trending in this, in this, we're going to make it three, four months before free to play players get the new thing. Um, and I don't like that trend. Okay. Um, the ship itself, I have no idea. It looks great. It looks like it's going to do a lot of cool things. Um, for a 30, my ops is 39 for me. It's probably going to end up even right away at tier one. Uh, replace one of my th three best ships for Agreed. solo armadas. Agreed. Um, and it's going to help in that. And so, yeah, I'm excited for it, but I'm just a little disappointed that they've gone to this. Let's make it three months minimally now for new content for free to play to get it versus a year or two ago. It was a month, maybe two at most. Okay. I understand that perspective. I, I don't know that I really agree with it. Uh, I do appreciate, I, I actually praise the free-to-play transparency on this uh, from day one. And and honestly, you know, 95 to 100 days, maybe a little bit more depending on, on your use of the clock uh, and potentially your engagement with targets. I did run into a player last night, Trader, who said, listen, this is going to be a long time for me because I can't kill the 40s. All right. And, and I think that sets a benchmark. I mean, truthfully, if you're a 35 through 39 and you aren't able to kill the level 40s, that is going to slow this down. That's going to slow this down. We have got to get you punching the 40s because if you're doing it on a 35s trader, there's not enough directives for you to get enough loot to open it every two days. And if you go back to earlier in the month uh, when I said, listen, the, the primary objective here if, if you're going to play this from not buying directives, right, Bubba, and not buying favors, but if you're going to approach this from a from a, a loop mechanical playthrough, your objective has to be working those cooldowns, working those timers. Uh, you need to be able to open an uncommon chest every two, every two to three days, maybe a little bit of flexibility, but really about every two days. Um, and that what we're seeing right now, Trader, in the 35 through 39, some players can. And they're fine. Karkin said, I'll be set for this. I will have this ship in 97 days. All right. Wolfwood says, I don't even think that's right, DJ. I'm hitting 35s, and I can open the uncommon chest every two days. So maybe it becomes about crew. Maybe it becomes about loot bonus and, and prioritizing the ships, et cetera, et cetera. But you have got to prioritize. You've got to prioritize getting to the 40s. Now, Metamai says you're not meant to kill 40s at 35, and I don't necessarily disagree. That is a tall order, but 35s can. 35s can do it if they've got really well-developed research, really well-developed uh, crews, really well-developed uh, ships. They can do it. All right? But, you know, I might even stand corrected because I see 35s and 36s in the chat saying, listen, I can kill... I can kill the 40s, all right? Or I see this right here. Look here. I can kill the 35s, and I'm still getting enough loot to open that chest every two days. I don't know what it is. Well, I, I don't have a level 35 account for me to play, but I can tell you, you have got to prioritize opening that uncommon chest every two days. You have got to prioritize that because that is what's going to get you the Defiant, all right? And even that, if you open that, that chest... 
Uh, as Karkin mentioned last night, it's still not one blueprint every single day, Bubba Joe. It's going to come down to like uh, five blueprints out of six days because of the way that that chest is written, at least as of now. All right, we have already seen various changes to the bundles and loot and badges and this and that. New favors have come out. So who knows if this is the permanent meta. Uh, It could become a little bit faster. I don't know that I would expect it to be much faster. I think Scopely has pretty much set a timeline on this thing of about 100 days. Wraithstar, welcome to the stage. Um, Obviously, we shifted a little bit from narrative to the free-to-play unlock. Let me just ask your question real quick. Are you, what's your ops level? What server are you on? Did you buy the Defiant? On, Where are you at right now with it? Uh, I'm on 38. I just made the jump to 54. Yes, I bought the Defiant. and It's, it's a tier 3 now. And uh, the only benefit that I've really seen so far as far as a grinder, it's not very good, um, in my opinion. And uh, But I was, I was popping 52 epics with that and one other ship last night so yeah. i'm pretty impressed about my ability to do that however i have to agree with rev this was not an interceptor in the series when it was built it was a it was a battleship it had a very extreme weapons loadout in the series it had really hardcore armor and it had impulse engines that made it super quick yeah and i just i'm not seeing that in the game i i, I love the design of it whoever came up with the design of it they did a really good job but as far as functionality as far as you know adhesion Oh, we lost. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. He, he Someone ran into his power pole too, Trader. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I hear what he's saying. Uh, and, actually, I've got a response to that. Like, for example, he's Ops 54, Trader. That's the first so, thing. Can, Go ahead, Bubba. Can I can, can I address? So, so I'm, I was right there with him uh, that I'm like, it's going to be a battleship. It's going to be a battleship. It's got armor. It's got armament. It's a battleship through and through. And I was swayed. Uh, by some people that are like, hey, look, this is what the Defiant does. It's highly maneuverable, and it has armor, but it's supposed to pack a precision singular punch and be highly maneuverable to avoid the attacks, and if it does happen to take a hit, it's got armor. I'm like, you're right. It is an interceptor. I had to, I, Someone had to really kind of point out to me that this thing really is meant to be an interceptor is the way interceptors are described in this game. So I got I to gotta tell you, I was right there with this guy. I'm like, it's going to be a battleship, and then the more people talked to me about it i was really convinced that they actually got this right making an interceptor and giving it armor in the uh, as it's defined i believe in the uh in the abilities in the research well so, even jonathan anyway, ingram says my jonathan ingram says in the chat you know even from a functional piece the defiant uh whether or not it was supposed to be an interceptor it is performing interceptor responsibilities he says listen with some research the firepower is definitely there but like a lot of other interceptors in this game, it's kind of a glass cannon. Not a ton of hull, not a ton of defensive capabilities, but definitely packing a punch. And that's what interceptors do in this game. You go back to the Sally, you look at the Pylum, all the same kind of things. Not a ton of hull, but definitely packing a big, nasty punch. Um, here, let me see if I can come up. Uh, now, I know his opinion is not going to be as good um, because we've chatted about it. Welcome from Server 45, Dark Shift. You're not in love with uh, this, right? You're not in love with it yet. Well, I didn't want to skip over the thematic part. I just wanted to say that I appreciate uh, there's a little touch in the firing pattern that I, because I'm watching DS9 uh, this week anyways. I really like that they had the primary uh, energy weapon before shots because it reminds me of the of those, uh, like that, that burst fire 
functionality that the Defiant has in the yep. show. Yep. I, I think that was an intentional design decision they did in the game to give it a firing pattern that actually kind of mimics how it performs well, uh, in lore. So I, I actually do think there's some interesting design decisions that they did that that do, I think, make sense thematically. Okay, well then let's let's shift a little bit because you and I have had private conversations. You're like, God, man, like this. Uh, first, real quick, because there is a piece to this. I want to try to draw a little bit of a pattern, all right? And I'm not going to dive into it just yet, but just for transparency's sake, can I ask your ops level, Dark Shift? Uh, yeah, I'm 41. I'll be 42 as soon as an event comes around that I can spend on. All right, so low 40s. Now, you told me that you're not feeling this yet. Did you buy it? I, I assume you bought it. Yes, I bought it, and then I was so excited about it, I went ahead and bought the two upgrade packs that were available to me. So I've got it to Tier 4. You got Tier 4. And just in case anybody was curious, if they're listening to this and haven't bought it yet or waiting you know, for a payday or, or something like that, let, let's just break this piece out. To to buy the ships, 100 bucks, Bubba Joe. All right? Um, they've done this once or twice before. I don't think it's unwelcome. I'm sure Dark Shift find, finds it helpful. I found it helpful. Bubba, you had mentioned it. Uh, one upgrade pack will get you two tiers, uh, from tier two to tier, well, from tier one to three. Uh, then Bubba Joe, it drops to $100 per tier, which is a little bit more reminiscent of what we've seen in the past. But, uh, it also is shifting once you get like way up into G5, they didn't really take that piece away. Did they, uh, I think starting at what tier nine or tier 10, it's actually more than one pack to go to, from tier to tier is that correct trader did you go that far how far did you take it trader i'm at tier five at right tier now. five at tier five it shifts yeah, so at tier five, five tier six, six, two. going to tier six it starts okay that's a little lower than i thought so from tier five to tier six it takes two packs then to go and, and upgrade the tier uh and jonathan ingram says yeah and if you go and then, higher then it gets more evo says tier nine yeah, tier nine is four packs. And and again, I do want to be careful with this. I have always said, um, and, and this is not a slight at anybody, but I've always said, like, you know, when you're looking at, at actual cash now, you're paying cash now to do this. And obviously, it sounds really expensive. Somebody's going to be like, well, I don't want to spend $2,000 on a ship. Well, every single day you play in the loop, it gets a little bit cheaper. I know I say that. Uh, but every single day you've got parts, every single day you got research mm -hmm. coming, every single day things get, you know, you accumulate more. So, you know, yeah, it's got a really steep price tag, but that's if we want tier 12 today. And and by yeah. the way, it exists. As a matter of fact, here, everybody, I will show you in the graphics room right now. We have confirmed in less than 24 hours, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a tier 12 defiant does indeed exist. Um, and I'm going to throw it into our graphics room. And by the way, I don't know anything about this player. I don't know who it is. I don't know what their ops level is. But what we do know is that this ship becomes maxable currently at ops 55. Ops 55 is where the ship uh, is able to be maxed. Now, that also is a mechanical shift, Bubba Joe. We've seen ships max at 50. We've seen ships max at 60. We've seen ships max at 39, all right? Natural evolutionary stops in this game is where we've seen it. This one is odd, right? Ops 55. Bubba, do you have any insight? Do you have any idea why was that done? Was it done appropriately? Like, do we want, did the VIP community want 
this ship to be tier 60 before or, or level 60 before you could max it out? Or was it okay that we kind of build it up a little bit lower? Because there are some other PvE and PvP capabilities we'll talk about in a moment. But Bubba, you had mentioned yesterday with Echo, it needs to not be an op 60 ship. And I feel like they might have gotten that right. Is that still your position on this? No. I, I where did so if my position is that if it's going to have ops locks, okay, it needs to be of a relevant power to that ops level. Okay. And so I don't know which picture you have of the ship, but I want to say that it tops out at, at, at full 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 armament at like fifty six million power. And that's gonna get smoked by like a G four epic, and yet the requirement to do that is a fifty is ops fifty five. Ops 55 is looking at G4 epics like they're, you know, nothing. So I, the problem is, is that they didn't scale it well to do anything other than potentially helping an armada. And it's not even really doing a good job with that at the higher levels. I think they missed the mark either in its capability or in the ops locks. So let's talk a little bit about the mechanical piece of this. All right. Because this is a part that uh, that I kind of want to get into with what it's doing now aaron is on the stage but uh, apparently not talking uh I, I i know i quote him literally every single month bubba joe but we are early we are on day two of this ship uh and for example let me give you this little golden nugget of teaching i had a message i had somebody send me a message that said hey i see no difference I built it. I took it to tier three. I spent I spent a hundred two hundred dollars on the ship. I got it for a hundred. I took it to tier three. I went. I activated the juice, and nothing changed. Absolutely, I see no difference. And I'm like, well, what research have you have you done? What research? Oof, oof. All right. So let's make sure that players fully understand how this ship is working. All right. Wait, is TJ talking about people being idiots? I did yes. not. I did not say that. <laughs> I did not say that. And it's not even fair. Where is our tutorial? I haven't made it yet. <laughs> okay? I haven't made it Wait, yet. Isn't that supposed to be like a tutorial when you when you build a ship? It really didn't give anything. I, I mean I watched the tutorial. It didn't it didn't give anything. I mean it, it gave like three sentences. All right, in all fairness. All right. Now let's let's tell people how to use this thing because I'm sure that this question came up. If I got the question, then it exists. I saw no benefit. Well, that boost, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, like Cerritos, it will only provide boost to the, uh, to, let's say you boost a ship, whether it's yours, a friend's, uh, an enemy, whomever, okay? You boost the ship. Their research is the impact. It's just like Cerritos. Bubba Joe, if you go way back when and somebody boosted me or I boosted somebody who had no research, then even then there was a small little bit of damage boost. Remember, just by getting the Cerritos boost, you got a 100% lift to damage. Guess what? The Defiant doesn't even have that. The Defiant provides no benefit in its boost capability if the player who's been boosted has done zero research. So, to that player, I responded with, what research did you do? You spent $200 on the ship. Did you do any of the research? No. There's your trouble. 
Okay, there's your trouble. You have to have some of that research done in order for you to receive the benefit of that boost. And where that research is going to be found is in your Starship's tree. Now, very quickly, as we're doing tutorial, as we're teaching on this, let's talk about the Starship's tree. All right, because currently, Bubba Joe, we have two rows of research. And even this is not marked clearly. If you read the descriptions, then you can see it. But there are only two of them right now. The top row begins with Army of One. It is damage against solo armadas. Then the next one, Tactical Cloaking, uh, increases piercing uh, when buffed by the Defiant against solo armadas. Calibrated Sights, Accuracy against solo armadas. Seeing Through, Piercing against solo armadas. Guys, this research allows you to choose your path of priority with, uh, as it pertains to how you're going to use the Defiant. The top row is all boosts to damage and piercing and critical chance and damage, Bubba Joe, but only applied towards solo armadas. The second row is essentially the same thing. Shield piercing against group armadas. Accuracy against group armadas. Armor piercing, group armadas. Increasing damage, group armadas. Crit chance against group armadas. And crit damage. They are the exact same researches, but they are on a different target. The bottom row is for group armadas. The top row is for solo armadas. So even if you've done research on solo armadas and then you boost somebody and you go do a Cardassian armada, Trader, how much benefit are you going to get? If you have no research, probably not much at all. Uh, none. Zero. There's no benefit at all. No benefit at all. Because if the research isn't there, then it's not activated for you. All right. Now, if you're going to boost yourself, your own research matters. If you're going to boost another player then their research matters, just like the Cerritos. Just like the Cerritos. So, and part of so what we it, were... Go ahead. So, with the Cerritos, without any research at all, there was a baseline boost that it gives? Correct. You know, so is there not that same mechanic with the Defiant? Not that I'm aware of. Ripper, have you seen anything in the data? I know you've been very busy, but they have told us about no base buff here. Are you uh, aware of anything? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think there is. All okay. right. Cerritos gave you 100%. Uh, the Defiant gives you nothing other than the research. All right. So if you boost somebody that has zero research or you boost yourself and you have zero research, then you get no benefit. Now, uh, Bosman says, well, that's kind of silly. We have no way of knowing what other people's research is. We have a big team. Well, I agree, Bosman. Cerritos work the exact same way. So guess guess what it, what what I do? <laughs> I just boost me. <laughs> I just boost me. All right, like that's it. At least here early, when when everything is tightly controlled and there's not a ton of of the ablative armor juice. All right, like I'm just gonna boost me. I'm selfish. Evo says absolutely. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> Jim says gee thanks. <laughs> Jim's in my alliance. Jim, now here's the difference. 
We are many months into Cerritos. I know a lot of people have been working on their Cerritos, so I don't mind to boost somebody with the Cerritos now. All right, because I know that they're there, but this is very early. This is very early, folks. So it's likely, unless you're spending money, you don't have a bunch of this research done, or at least don't have enough, or don't have any. Mm-hmm. Yep. So well, right and now... You need a defiance to, get the, to do the research. You got it. You need uh can you buy a research pack? I, you can I think you can buy the research pack. Still. That's right. You can't can grind it. Packs, so free to play, you can't get it without the That's right. So in the weird off chance that somebody bought a research pack and didn't buy the Defiant, um, then you could still do some of this research to get benefits from your 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 alliance's whales, I guess. Um but the Defiant I can tell you, DJs. Yes. Um I didn't have not yet bought a research pack. But through the claims in the Bajoran store, mm-hmm. I got enough to do tier one of all of the Defiant research that's been released right now. Correct. So, but I, I again, I went to tier five, but just so players know, you need to make sure that you're claiming those redeems in the Bajoran store every time you tier your Defiant. Uh, and look, Evo also throws out, hey, just as an aside, the research packs improve in contents with the tier of the ship. So tier it first. If you're going to speed through some early tiers, tier that first and then buy your research pack if indeed you're going to buy. Now, I'm with Trader. I built the ship, and then I spent $100 on upgrading the ship. And if you do the timing, uh, the timing of this, there's a lot of redeems that reset either every day or on tier uh, on, on promoting the tier of the ship. It changes the bundle, the content. So those reset. If you're going to blast through some tiers of this thing, make sure you're checking your Bajoran store every single time you promote the ship because there's cooldowns in there. And those, Trader, same thing for me, helped me unlock tier one of all six researches, and I did level two of two of those researches, and I did not buy a research pack. Okay? So I was able to get, let's see, six, seven, eight uh, eight modules of research done without buying a research pack by buying the tier up pack. Okay? Uh, and, and just using those daily bundles and those claims. Now, let's come back to the mechanical use of this. And I know I'm bouncing around a little bit, but we've got, we've got limited time today. And this is why I put in the show notes that we do typically try to identify targets. Uh, of players for a ship trader like that's a normal thing mm-hmm. i know that you are seeing some benefit bubba said the same thing seeing some benefit uh dark shift even evo in the chat says listen it's not horrible it just ain't great all right and this is why i put in into the the show notes first of all ops 34 and down well it's obvious how they're enjoying the month or how they're mm-hmm. going to enjoy the month all right and and i i can't i think that this last 60 to 90 days trader or this 30 days plus the last 30 or 60 really really proves to scopely that they if they're going to do this kind of content they've got to do sub arcs they have got to do catch up mechanics for other players increase materials increase resources increase ship blueprints of early ships something they got to speed people up because i can tell you the 34 and down are very very frustrated with this arc why would they want to play there's nothing for them to do Nothing. Okay? So that's a problem. Now, coming that's back to the... Sh- huh? You can do many, many things. <sighs> you can't engage with the new content. 
Like, in any way. Like, even if you wanted to buy. Like, take free to play out of it for a second. Even if you wanted to spend the money. If you were an Ops 30 whale who joined the game 20 days ago and you want to buy the Defiant, you can't. Unless you just keep whaling to 35 and then you can buy it. But, you know, come on. I said this about cloaking. You just it's It doesn't make sense to alienate 50 percent of your player base of just saying you can't play i don't like that all right i don't like that but now let's come and and skip over 35 to to 50 for a moment gonna come back to you guys and take a look at 50 plus because bubba joe said it just a few minutes ago evo told it to me yesterday this ship isn't scaling well enough at the upper tiers. Bubba, you had described, and I don't want you to necessarily repeat yourself, but you had said, hey, listen, it's not a good grinder, right? Like, it, it's okay. It, I mean, it can kill things, but it's not necessarily a good grinder. It's Well, not, my discovery can kill things. Yeah, but Jem'Hadar Hostiles, for example, all right? Like, it can go and kill some, but your G5 rare is probably going to do better, all right? This Wait. ship... My G3 Epic is going to do better. Wait, this ship is not intended for those. Well, there's an argument to that, Rip. I mean, I think that... There's an argument that's incorrect. What, that (laughs) it's not intended for it? No, that it can... If there's an argument that is on the other side of it's not intended for it and it's not good at it, that argument is incorrect. I don't well, know if I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, it, it is I mean, an armada ship. It clearly describes itself as an armada ship. I don't well, know why. Well, we here's the grind thing, though. Reds effectively, but well, here's that's my the thing. It doesn't. Well, again, I, I this is why I'm going to give the whales their opportunity here, because you guys, just like last month. And just like the month before, and just like with almost every other thing that ever comes out in this game, you guys have a unique set of problems. All right? Yes. Oh, yes. You have, you have a unique set of problems. All right? Because, by the way, a lot of the 40s, 42s, 45s, even me at 49, I see a lot of promise in this ship. And I'm going to explain why, even because I know that there's 35s and 40s and 45s that don't agree with me, but I'm going to explain why. But the 50s have a unique problem all their own, Trader. All right? And Bubba well, touched on it at the beginning. Like, if the ship isn't powerful enough. Go ahead, Bubba. Go ahead. I'd like to talk about yours, right? So at 49, you're going to have an event that says, go kill Jem'Hadar Hostiles, right? It's not running right now. It ran yesterday. There's going to be another one. We know it's going to run, and it's probably going to be one of those recurring events. Go hit Jem'Hadar Hostiles. And right. what is it scaled off of? It's scaled off ops. Correct. Now, if you get your ops to 49, that means you can take your uh, uh, Defiant to tier 7-ish, 8, something like that. Okay. We talked about this yesterday. Something like that, right? And we said that that would roughly be the power of a um, uh, uh, Kelvin, correct? That's... I, that's going to vary for everybody, but yes, I think the general uh, the general expectation is that it should be ish about the power of a well developed G four uncommon ish. So, okay, ish. So I bet now I'd like to see some people in the chat. What is a G four uncommon hitting in terms of Jemadar? 
Is it hitting 44s, 45s? I bet it's not hitting 49s. Maybe it is because of Pike Muro Chen. But the point is, is that if the events are going to say, you're an Ops 55, you need to hit this class of hostiles, you've, you invested and got your Defiant up to the max tier at 55, it had best be able to kill those 55 hostiles if you're going to say that it can hit hostiles. Because killing 6,050 hostiles means it's well, not a hostile hitting ship. Well, I don't... Dis I, I mean... Okay, go ahead, Trader. Can I just can I just say that I don't agree with what you're saying, Bubba Joe? So, sure, can any ship be used to hit hostiles? Absolutely. I can send my Ops 58 Miner out and grind reds. It doesn't mean it's what it des it's designed for. It doesn't mean it's supposed to be good at. It just means I that agree. if I want to use it that way, I can. This I agree ship with is you, Trader. This ship is not designed to hit these hostiles. It's designed for the armadas. So why is there a criticism? I actually disagree no, with both I, of you. <laughs> I, see, and that's what I'm trying to get at. I, I know. agree with Trader. I know. Is to say it's not meant for hitting hostiles, and I agree, which means anyone who's trying to make the point that says it can grind hostiles doesn't have a point. I well, it, well, it can, so, but why? <laughs> okay, like so let me let me step in. All right, uh, in in the interest of being concise, I actually do disagree <laughs> with both of you. All right, crazy, right? <laughs> Is it that DJ, weird? DJ, now, you're yeah, wrong. no. I'm not. No, I don't think. No, no you Just are. sit down and be wrong, DJs! Listen. And again, by the way, I disagree with both of you on its on on its intent. Trader, I disagree with you on your intent. Bubba, I understand what you're saying, but disagree on what power it should have. All right? Which is why I think that you're both right in that there is a problem and that it's easily corrected. All right. Maybe I'm I'm living out here in in dreamland, but follow me through here. Do you First, think that it's supposed to be hitting the Jem'Hadar hostiles, yes. the Reds? Yes. Really? Yes, yes. Because you get you get favors for doing that. Yes. Your two favors that you get that tear up for each level of the ship are called Jem'Hadar hostiles. Yes. Yeah. Well, what? so what? It gives you. It also gives you Bajoran favors. For opposite, you know, putting materials and, and resources in. Well, but it, it, well let me read it to you. To Just in case. No, hang on. Let, guys, I, I got to rein it in. Uh, let me read you these two favors, Trader, because maybe you've missed this, all right? There's a lot here, all right? But the first one specifically says, increases kinetic damage of the Defiant versus Jem'Hadar solo armadas. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that one is for armadas. And then, oh, never mind. Aaron, you led me down a false path. Both of them say solo armadas. Maybe Trader's right. <laughs> However, I disagree. I still disagree, and I'll tell you why. I still disagree. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn it, Aaron. Damn it, Aaron. No, 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 sorry. You are completely wrong. This ship is not designed to grind regular hostiles, period. I Listen, but it can, and this is... It can for... Lower level players. Did I did I literally not just say this? Okay. Now I need everybody to focus in. Just because it can doesn't mean it's designed to do that. Well, but mm -hmm. that's my point. Mm -hmm. I believe that this ship, that effort was made to make this ship not a one trick pony. And people are gonna Ooh. think people are gonna think that I'm crazy for saying missed. it. I do think they missed, Bubba. I do think they missed. But there are signs here that indicate that they tried. Okay? I see none. 
Well, I do. Where? But you're but you're a G five <laughs> yeah. player. Listen, oh my God, if I have to say this one more time, I, I'm I'm gonna just flip my top. All right. No, G five. No, 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 no Rip. No, let me finish. No, 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 hold on, DJ. Hold, oh, no, 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 DJ, on. DJ, DJ. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you say they tried, then it wouldn't be completely and utterly worthless for hostile grinding in G five. It would be bad, but it wouldn't be useless. It is bad. It is bad. No, it is useless. Okay, yeah. fine. They you still miss. They still miss. Here's the problem, trial. guys. Okay, here's the problem. And I, and I don't know what part of this is, is not sinking in. All right? I said well, for G5 players, 50-plus G5 players, they missed the mark for the reason, God, this is freaking ridiculous, well, that I'm agreeing with Bubba. They missed it because of its power and its equality mechanics towards other ships. All right? They came out and said that uh, that this ship, or they said through me, that this ship is going to be more well-rounded and that it is going to have capabilities, Bubba, of a class of ship two ships down. Now, whether or not you agree with the design of that, that is what they built. And Bubba, your complaint is, listen, I can see that it's doing that, but it's not good enough especially for G5 players, okay? Especially for G5 players. Because you're right, the, the G5 players can't use this thing for grinding. The hostiles are a whole different class. We tried it last night. It did not work, at least not today, all right? But if we separate this G5, G4 uh, economy, like we always have to do because Scopely just can't figure out how to balance two worlds, all right. If you take a look at what we saw in G4, in G4, this ship last night at Tier 1 and Tier 2, Bubba Joe, was grinding Capital City Traders, was grinding level 49 and 50 Explorers in Jem'Hadar. Okay? The, the power equivalent that you're wanting in G5, that's why I segmented this stuff. Luke says, so what? And this is my point. Again, if you're a G5 player, you need to recognize the fact that it's not bad for everybody. It's bad for you. And this is what Scopely continues to mess up. All right? This is what Scopely continues to mess up. And this is why the show notes says, 34 and down, yep, Scopely forgot about you. 50 plus, Scopely's got a problem with the way that this ship is implemented. Well, can I can I just say I don't have a particular issue with the Defiant. It does what it's supposed to do, what it's designed to do. It actually works, and it's a you know it's a support ship. It's it goes and it buffs my other ships, and they take less damage, and I can run more armadas at a go. I mean, I'm not offended by this ship. Well, could and- it be better? Could it do more? Yes, but I'm fundamentally not offended here's, by it. Here's, I think, the fundamental difference, Trader, in your opinion versus some of the other G5s, is that we wanted it to be more than a one-trick pony. And that oh, I yeah. can agree with. It would be right? nice. What you're, be nice. Saying, yeah. what you're saying is that you're fine with how it's working, but it has a singular purpose. Correct. Okay? And what Scopely has said, not only both uh, through me, but through Echo and through Rev, is that they wanted it to be more. All right? Not crazy more. Like, Rev, Rev, uh, we were having a conversation this morning. He says, listen, I want to build this ship 
instead of my D4. I don't think it's going to be that. All right? I don't think it's going to be that. But I do think that it was built keeping in mind that it can eventually or should eventually be able to do other things. Moon Knight says it's day two. Who knows where it's going to end up? And that is my point. That's my point. All right? Archery says, is it going to be better in an Armada than a proper G4 or G5 ship? Well, for G4, the answer is yes. Now, I don't know about G5. Again, I think there is an upper tier level problem here. I do. Uh, Trader, what tier is is yours? She's got tier five. Yes. So it's not going to replace a G5 ship. It's not not meant to. I mean, we almost... like, considering it's tier 5, we almost ran into, like, a brick wall. But we dodged <laughs> it, sort of. What are you talking about, Rip? So, I, there is... Oh, no, 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 no. It's just pre-release stuff that almost happened, but <laughs> luckily didn't. What? Tell, so, tell us what. I'm I very did... curious. Oh, no, this was this was basically, you know, they, they adjusted things before it was... Especially Warbreak. Ripper, why are you quiet? Oh, you sound like yeah. you're 10 so years wanna... away. I don't have good Ripper. Very quiet. Good Ripper. So I I would like to to say something about the warp range specifically. So I know that they dropped all the warp ranges of, I don't say all of it, but most of the Dominion space, the warp ranges were reduced. I can now get my disco out to the level 60 systems in Dominion space. Mm -hmm. And I would like to say specifically to the people who thought about that and the people who decided that that was worth implementing. Thank you. Thank you so very much for making my gameplay so much easier than it had been. So I just want to make sure whoever's hopefully they're listening and they hear that. Thank you. Let me ask you a question on that. I mean, trader. From what I understand, this came from me asking during our presentation how much money do i have to spend to actually use this well then thank you ripper well and, and yeah i mean that's awesome and, and, whoever, and, and, whoever and they redesigned it so good for them it. thank you if they if they if they changed it and it wasn't that way before then good that they changed it let me ask trader and, and bubba both of you um notwithstanding its capabilities all right notwithstanding mm-hmm. what I- its performance is for you but is this a repeat of the Franklin in mechanical usability on day one? No, I don't think so. Bubba? Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, in wow. fact, the Franklin, in order to be useful, had to get up to very, very high tiers mm-hmm. to be able to do the things that you were trying to do with your, or the things that the game was asking you to do based on your ops level. Mm-hmm. I actually think that Almost all of the content this month is uh, unlock and walk away. Okay, good. All right, I, I don't mind that. I, think it's, I agree with you. It's good. I think it's unlock the defiant, get that loot bonus, and that's it. And you can do the research because that's what you need for the boost. But uh, the officers unlock and walk away. There's zero benefit to maxing them, and the defiant is the same way. No benefit to maxing the defiant. Nope. I don't know if I agree with all that. 
Of course, it's again, not good in our it's it's okay in armadas, but it's better to have another warship. And if you want the bonus from the research, you boost it. If you want the loot, then you get the loot on a different armada. But the the loot right is only that once targeted loot. The what you get as you level it up isn't significant enough. So, are you saying that that at your current tier of ship, you are being forced to hit down? Is that what you're saying? That if you took uh, larger well, ships, you could hit higher. Yes. Okay. Where's uh, okay? That's fair. We are on day two. Where's I know I know you spent money on this thing, Bob. I'm not I'm not gonna like pin you on that. But like, how much research and stuff have you done? Is uh, it is so it where I, you should be? Like, what tier is your ship? My ship ship is tier six. Okay, tier six, and let's go into the graphics room. <clears throat> and as far as these armadas go. A tier six ship means that it is operating currently at roughly the efficiency of around an Ops 44. Okay? So, and again, this is where I feel like Scopely has, has missed for the G5 players. But, Bubba, to go with that, hand in hand with that, what kind of research do you have? Like, yeah, so tier of the ship doesn't make much difference. You could have a tier one ship and have maxed research, and that's going to be better than a maxed ship and low research. Correct. Correct. I agree. Um, but, yeah, that, I, that's why I come back to the research question. I mean, is all that maxed or, or level it's 5? It's not maxed because I, I, I have not purchased all of the packs. I was waiting until I was going to figure out what tier to settle in at so that I can maximize my purchase of those packs, right? Okay. My point is, is that the loot bonus doesn't go up enough with tier, with level, to justify upgrading it past tier one and if you want the boost bonus well then you invest in the research bypass the upgrading of the ship if you want the loot bonus there's no return on your investment in upgrading the ship to get to the loot bonus therefore unless you are planning to use this ship as your premier solo armada ship but that other ships are better at it so it is making parts of it it is making parts of the of the Bajoran loop better, right? I like the new thing that I get that gives me more of those credits so that I can do my rep faster, or maybe yeah. I could even invest in a couple of starts. That's good, but it doesn't scale past the unlock. So this and the officers, and we'll talk about those some other day, are unlock and move away. Okay. And and that's fair. I believe, and, and, and let me be clear, I, I think it sounds... Like, we're not, but I, I actually kind of agree with Bubba Joe more than when what it may sound like. I think there is a problem with scaling in the ship up in the G5 economy. I do. Trader, I'm glad that you're satisfied with it, all right? I think that players wanted more. I mean, if if you you have be you have... In, don't, don't get me wrong. I would love for there to be more. Right. I just, when I, when I saw, I mean... The so you're not, you're not as in love... All of that, I mean, we... You're not as in love with the lore of the Defiant. Like, like you don't want it to be the best ship in the fleet. Like, you're cool with it just being it's an Armada gonna, booster. It, it, it okay, it never was the best ship in the fleet, right? in my opinion. It was mothballed, for crying out loud. It was never the yes. best ship in the fleet. <laughs> I think... Well, I then think why are players, of... Bubba Joe, demanding that this thing is just the end-all, be-all <laughs> new thing in the game? Why should it be a G5 epic ship? That's what because some people are never happy. <laughs> no, so hang on. So we don't have a lot of war, okay, in Star Trek. Okay, we don't have a lot of 
this alliance versus this alliance in massive season-long wars, okay? Lots and lots of ship battles. We have lots of talking things through in TNG. That's not to say they never fired the weapons, because they did, okay? But DS9 had a massive season-spanning war, okay, mm -hmm. with the Dominion. And the Defiant was the centerpiece of attacking the Dominion, right? Okay. And so players wanted this, and this is a game, the game we're playing, Star Trek Fleet Command, is a game where we have combat with enemies, combat with ship, combat with players, combat with armadas, and so they saw the Defiant as, my god, we are finally going to get a ship that is going to represent <laughs> power in Star Trek, because it well, is this massive powerhouse of a ship. I'm sorry so if that was the expectation. so players built in their head that this is what it was going to be. Yeah. That, that... And so... And, here, and here's the problem with that. They did... They made the Enterprise D a G5 ship. They paywalled it so hard for all but the whaliest of whales in this game that I think they took something away from the Enterprise D by doing that. I, agree. I think that doing the Defiant this way, making it ops locked and, and tearing it up in that manner, I think that's a good thing. I think if they had done what they did to the Enterprise D, there would have been a riot. Yeah. There would have been a Scopely building in ashes somewhere, somehow. And so fundamentally, I don't have an issue with what they did. This, and recognizing that, you know, understanding that, I think expectations that this was just going to be a game-changing ship were unrealistic. I think, you know, my expectation was, and, you know, even in September when, you know, the DS9 arc started, I said this, when you saw Dominion Space, this is going to be a Dominion ship. Do I wish, and I actually thought that it would be more useful and useful at all in killing the Dominion hostiles? Yes, that would be nice. But, you know, it, this is what I expected it would be, you know, from a realistic, no head in the clouds, you know, feet firmly planted on the ground, what could be delivered that actually would make the player base, you know, the most happy. I think this is it. This is it. What are they going to make it a G6 ship and then nobody's going to get it? I mean, I mean, I just Well, I have no patience for for that so particular argument. <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm just, it no, was I have very a, appropriately I have a, timed. It was perfect. So uh, so there are I think there are there are classes of players that are upset with this ship for various reasons. P players that wanted it to be a PvP ship. And I have been arguing till I no longer had oxygen I could ex exhale, although I also don't exhale oxygen, um, <laughs> to say that, that this that is never going to be a PvP ship. Could it have been better at combat so that it could have been used in PvP? Absolutely, and I agree with them there. But that was never going to be a PvP ship. If you go look at the PvP officers that they've released and officers that have been exceptional in PvP, they've all been bad guys. So wait until we get a Dominion ship or a Borg ship <laughs> oh boy. or some other type of enemy ship, and Stop that's going to be your PvP ship. Stop but <laughs> the point is, it was never going to be a PvP ship. Okay, so those players were never going to be happy. Now let's take a look at what it does in the show. It hits. It's it's designed. It was designed to be anti-Borg. And it was and it was used and failed, in the Dominion. By the okay. way, designed and for failed. the Borg and failed. It was mothballed, as you said at the beginning, and then they broke it back so, out. Miles O'Brien narratively made it into a quote-unquote tough little ship that turned the tide in the Dominion War. It was built for Borg agreed, and agreed, failed. Agreed. So that's fine. So, so 
But people have brought up Borg, fine, and they've brought up the Dominion. And this is only hitting one aspect of the Dominion in the game. And I think, narratively, thematically, if it was boosting the way you hit the, the, the loop like it does and had a bonus so that it could be a lower power but punch up like a Franklin A does. You know, the Franklin A tops out at like 7 million power, kills 1 billion hostiles, right? 1 billion power hostiles, right? So if it had a a, 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 a more sizable bonus or a, a sizable bonus so that it could heal Dominion hostiles, okay? Now we have something that fits the theme, right? PV players are never going to be happy. They were never going to be happy because it doesn't seem like that was something that Scopely would ever even had on their radar for the, the Defiant. Sorry. But if they could fill more of the theme of killing Dominion Armadas, which it is okay at, and then killing Dominion Hostiles, I think then the people that wanted to come at this from a thematic perspective, like Rev, like I typically take that position, I think it would have filled more gaps and been more useful to engage in, right? And then as you level it up, that bonus gets advanced either through favors or through the built-in ship ability or whatever, and you can then bring all this together so that there is a purpose to advancing it. Okay. So I think that. Go ahead. Well, no, no. I I, I thought you were done. I, I'm just trying to rush for time. Go ahead. Finish your thought, and then I'm going. No, no, no. We got. We, we got to let you go. So that's that's my thought. I think that if if it had that, then the people that were thematically looking for a ship that represented what we saw on the show would be more or less content because it's doing everything we saw in the show. All right. So I want to. Uh, wrap this uh, for a moment with the G5s, uh, and then I'm going to come down to 35 through 49 because I think your story is much different, all right? Uh, I've seen a lot of this in the chat. I've seen 40s and 45s saying, listen, I I'm not getting it. Like, it feels okay to me. And I think that is, is where this ship is shining, all right? And I'm going to explain why. Uh, because I do have some information from the design team. Now, Bubba Joe, we uh, p shared in the graphics room the Defiant tier and the Ops locks that that the ship is tiered for. Now, this may be, uh, and probably not even maybe, I, I, I hear what you both said. Applause game design for making the ship useful for me, uh, or able, rather, able to be used out of the box. Right, Trader? You said that, Bubba, even you said yes. that. Being able to be used out of the box but is it out of the box useful for a g5 player and that's where we're finding the answer is no um and and the reason for that bubba you're an ops 57 correct yep okay and you've got it at tier Still waiting six on that spend event and, and you're <laughs> and you're at tier six on your defined trader you're an op 60 you're at tier five okay yep um, and, and I don't know where Evo is. I know that he was doing a ton of science for us yesterday, and I thank you, man. I really Evo's do appreciate it. Evo is as solid as they come. He absolutely is. He was diving into this math. I know he's a 60, right? Yep. yep. And, uh, tier nine. And, and he's got his at tier nine. Now, this is going to be a piece that players are not going to want to hear. And, and this is also still, Trader, where even though you guys are saying mechanically it's use, it, it's able to be used out of the box, it doesn't mean that it's still useful out of the box because they weren't going to give up the monetization on you guys. All right? Evo, at Tier 9, your ship is only as good as a G4 Epic. All right. If you're flying, as Bubba indicated, if you're flying ships better than G4 Epic, 
all right, then you might, as Bubba Joe says, it's okay at this, like it's holding up, but it's not excelling, right? That's what you said, Bubba. It's not excelling for you. Like, it's not giving you an obvious benefit, even in the solo armadas, because, Bubba, your tier six is acting like a G4 uncommon in its combat capabilities. Now, I do agree that the research is going to make a difference there, but you got to remember, the research is also married to your ops level. So if your ops, uh, if, if let's say your ops 57, Bubba, okay, and you've got a tier six ship, as you indicated, and rightfully so, you can do a lot more research without necessarily tiering the ship, all right? But the yep. ship tier does still provide amplification to weapons damage, amplification to whole health, uh, amplification to defensive mitigation. So there are reasons to upgrade that ship. I am here to tell you, I'm going to make a prophecy, okay? This is crazy, but Bubba... Europe's 57. This ship maxes out at tier 12. And, and obviously, this is where Scopely has to find the line in between uh, out-of-the-box, capable of use, and then what it's supposed to be. We're on day two. We're on day two, folks. So remember, this is a long loop. One day, Bubba Joe is going to max this ship. And Bubba, here's my prophecy. At tier 12, which was not meant for you to buy today on day two, all right? It's meant for you to enjoy the loop if you're going to do so. But just like the Vidar, when you get this ship to Tier 12, it is going, mark my words, it is going to surpass the capabilities of your best ships in Solo Armadas. No, it's not. Yes, it will. I will guarantee you it doesn't. And you want to know why? Why? Because it can't get the effects of its own research. Well, that's... that's <laughs> That's true. And that may not even be 100% the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> I don't know. Ripper, th when they told us this, let, let, let's address this elephant in the room very quickly before we take our first break. When they were pitching this to us, they didn't identify that it was a singular ship. I, I thought the way they described it to us was it's going to support all the armadas in the ship in, in, or all the ships in the armada, right? Like, did I miss this part in our meeting? Because I thought it was supposed to be the entire armada got supported. No. No? Okay. Oh, then I missed that piece. Ripper Ripper says I'm wrong. I thought that it was supposed to support the entire armada. Obviously, in fact, K-Dog, it is supporting one ship, so I would have expected it to do more. But I also take the tier out. So maybe Bubba... Okay, maybe Bubba Joe, you might be right. Maybe I'll walk back my statement ever so slightly. But I still maintain that when you have... When you have all the research that you can have equivalent to Ops 55, which for you would be maxing all research. All right? You make the argument that the ship won't do it because you can't support itself. I accept that argument. The research and therefore the benefit of the support from that Defiant, all right, will make, uh, will add those capabilities even to another ship. It will make another ship into a G5 ship. I mean, that might be a better, a better turn of phrase. It can make a G4 or a G5 Uncommon into a G5 Epic. It will do that when that research is maxed to the point of where it's supposed to be. And I still, I'm going to have to get with game design. I'm going to have to get with, with Live Ops or whomever. I still don't know that it's entirely supposed to be that you can't support yourself. Like, you can't support the Defiant. I think, Bubba Joe, narratively, you're correct. You should be able to support the Defiant. All right, because maybe then the Defiant actually becomes useful. I don't know if that's supposed to be right or not. 
I would have expected that the ship that's supposed to be fighting in the Solo Armadas should be the biggest, baddest ship there. And the research and the boost should be working on that. I don't know. I don't know. But all I am saying is that this ship, with the research that's available at its ops, and the ship being at its ops, it should be a solid performer. And that is what I got to see last night. All right. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. This is a good point to take a break, but I'm going to take a very quick break and we're going to come back. And now we're going to talk about the benefits to the mid range. We're going to talk about the benefits of the 35 through 49, where I believe this ship is actually better than what it is for the G5 players. I believe that players in that range, and maybe not quite as high as 49, but certain, I mean, I feel it. I saw it last night. I hit an Armada target I've never been able to hit. As a matter of fact, I tried and failed to punch up to a 53 epic. And I lost by the skin of my teeth, man. I lost by the skin of my teeth. I've never even come close to being able to hit that. Okay? Never even been close to being able to hit that. So I think that, and and some people are arguing with me in the chat. Luke says, no, they don't. Well, I disagree with you. <laughs> Love you, boo. But I, and, and a lot of the players I've talked to, and by the way, there's on both sides. I've had 45s tell me the ship is trash. That's fine, too. But I'm here to tell you, for me, it made a difference last night. It changed the target in which I hit. And then I also tried it against Hostiles, Bubba Joe. Not there yet, but mine's only a Tier 3. But it was killing 51 Explorers. Jem'Hadar. Not as good as my Pylum, but my ship is Tier 3. When I get it to Tier 6, or Tier 7, or Tier 8. And this is why, Trader, I actually maybe do disagree with you on the intent of this ship. I was able to kill something like 12 level 51 hostiles last night, and it was Tier 3. What's it going to do for me at Tier 6 or Tier 7? Where can I get it to on Ops 49? Ops 49 can take this ship all the way to Tier 8. What am I going to do with Jem'Hadar hostiles at Tier 8? I think it's going to grind well, Bubba Joe. And for me, I know this is not a G5 thing, but you got to remember this. All right? For G4 players, this ship is going to cost a couple million trite to repair as compared to the 100-plus million trite of my Pylum. I think this ship, for me, is going to be significant, not only in my Armada, but my Jem'Hadar hostile grind, Bubba Joe, when it is at the level that I am supposed to be. Razahound says, how long is it going to take to get to Tier 8 without packs? No clue. No idea. I haven't, I haven't gone that far out, all right? I'll stop it, Shinjo. It's not 18 years. Clearly, it's only like 15, okay? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's going to take a while, but I don't think it's going to... You know what? Listen, this is always a thing. It's not going to be as long as you guys think it is. Uh, they have... Even though it looks this way when it comes out, they've never designed a loop that's designed to take, you know, seven years or nine years. It always comes faster. Um, so... We're going to mass some of this out. As a matter of fact, it looks like Jules Verne has already started Bubba Joe, which is a very char- uh, chart very reminiscent of what we did with the Mantis. So some time and some investment going to be needed, and we will uh, assist Jules with that in trying to map this thing out because, again, just like Mantis, there might be an appropriate holding spot as well, Bubba Joe. 
So we'll have to take a look. I mean, obviously, it's very early, day two. And I think that uh, I think that there's more to come. All right. We are going to take a break. I'm going to talk to the 35 through 40, eh, 49 on the other side of the break and what this loop actually represents to you and what it's going to bring to you faster and better on the other side of this break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Back in a sec. Hang on. Hey, everybody, listen, while we're here playing the game, it would be nice if your business was still making you money, right? That's where a proper online marketing strategy can come into play. And to do that, there's a high degree of likelihood you need an expert. You think I know how to properly maximize tags with the highest penetration and the lowest cost per keyword? No, definitely not. That's why I call up our friends at allinadvertising.com. From SEO to PPC to website design and social media management, these guys have got your online marketing presence handled so you can do other things like hunt Bubba Joe's miners. Visit allinadvertising.com slash talking track for a special offer today and help them help you go from being a dolphin to a whale. Visit allinadvertising.com slash talking track today. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Green Castle Microwavable Hamburgers. We don't use any preservatives, and brother does it show. With the Powerball jackpot, we thought now would be a good time to go over some basic probabilities. Your chance of winning the Powerball is 1 in 292 million. Things that are way more likely to happen to you before that include getting struck by lightning, becoming a U.S. president, being killed by a vending machine, and dating a millionaire. In short, maybe you'd be better off spending a little more money on not looking like a slob and updating your Match.com profile before blowing all your savings on a pipe dream. Just saying. everybody it is a good song isn't it blinding lies and the weekend welcome in everybody my name is ultimate djs thank you for being here and listening to talking trek live star trek fleet command's official podcast and uh as we continue our discussion on the defiant obviously it's very very early lots of people still yet not even though they might have the ship at max, Bubba Joe, as you indicate, they're still not getting the full benefit of the ship because they might have prioritized everything into maxing the ship and have not finished the research or or bought all the research. Someone might have spent a bunch of money just to get the ship there. But as you indicate, the real power in this ship is actually coming from the research, which is why I'm just not a thousand percent convinced that you're not supposed to be able to support yourself all right um but maybe that's a technical limitation so let me ask and and i don't know if anybody's tried this all right it's it's 
a solo armada, Bubba Joe. But has anybody tried to bring a friend? Has anybody tried to have somebody else support your defiant to see if it's going to do better? I mean, again, Bubba Joe, your your ship being at tier six, not fully there where you would expect it to be, nor has Scopely Game Design indicated that you are where you would expect to be. Because you're higher than 55, so for you to get the maximum benefit of the ship, and this is why I say I'm glad that they made it capable of being used, but they still didn't make it out of the box for you guys. So It's still going to so be wait, expensive I, I, to I, get there. At the beginning of the show, you said they didn't want us to be at tier 12, and now you're saying I'm not far enough along? Yes, yes, that's exactly... First of all, Got I didn't it. say that they didn't want you to be there. Obviously, if you're <laughs> there, you drop some coin, okay? So obviously, they're fine with that. But I think for the broader community, obviously, it makes sense that we're not supposed to be tier 12 on day two. Obviously, it's going to take time. It is a long journey for most of us. And yes, Tech Man... I killed Gemhead Hostels with my Tier 3. Now, here's the difference between me and Luke, okay? Here's the difference between me and Luke. Luke's a G5 player. He's got bigger ships. My best ship is a Pylum, all right? Even now, my Tier 6 Pylum, as an Ops 49, my Tier 6 Pylum can go in to Gemhead space, Bubba Joe, and I can kill Jem'Hadar Hostels, and I can get approximately sixty-five to 70,000 loot. That's what I can get on a full haul. Now, Bubba, you're going to laugh at me. You're like, oh, I could fill my haul. All right. And maybe you can. All right. But in G4, I can go up with my pylum at tier six and, and not fill my haul. I can get about 60 to 70,000, which is about a day and a half worth of my refund. I'm good with that. All right. 60 to 70,000 loot. Now, my Defiant went up there and didn't get nearly that. Okay? Didn't get nearly that, Bubba. But my Defiant is Tier 3. It's Tier 3, and it's still, by the way, brought home 24,000 loot. Now, not good enough, right? Not a replacement for my Pylum yet. But when my Defiant gets to be Tier 8, I bet it comes close. I bet it'll be close. And that's against the Jem'Hadar hostels. We saw evidence last night. And, and yeah, Tony Rome, the repair cost difference. For me, that is significant. That's significant. Now, some people saying, well, that's low. I fill a tier six Newton. Well, good for you. I don't. All right? I don't. But I also probably do mine faster because I kill the battleships. Have you ever noticed the battleship hostels actually contain more loot? Did you guys notice that? The Explorer hostels don't contain as much as the battleships, so I kill the battleships. I die faster, but I also get my loot faster. I get to go home faster. <laughs> Molly Weasley says, shh. Yeah, you can go up there and use Pike Moreau Chen on the Explorers, but if you kill the battleships, you got about 20% more loot in there. Just throwing that out there. Velvet Thunder says it's not true. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> fine. <laughs> liar! DJ, you're a liar! Well, it's fine. I'll keep hitting my battleships. <laughs> I'll just keep doing that. It's all good. Uh, Tech Man says, I was always getting more kill in the Interceptors. You're right, Tech Man. You're correct. All right. Yes, the hostile you hit is going to vary in the loot. Um, but uh, anywho. All right. 
Now, uh, let's see. Where was I going with this? Oh, so the intent of the loop, and we don't have a, a ton of time, Bub. I want to come back uh, to circle around to the 35 through the through the 40s, late 40s, early 40s, mid 40s, whatever. Last night on camera, I took a tier three defiant. I did use the boost, and by the way, Bubba, I boosted the pylum. All right, because I can't boost my defiant, right? So I took all the research and I boosted the defiant. I also put the defiant in the armada which might have been silly. At Tier 3, Tier 2, Tier 1, it could potentially be that I should have taken my three normal ships and then just boosted one of them with the Defiant. Not you. What? What's your next best ship after the pylon? My Enterprise. Right. So you should bring the Defiant. Like... That's, that's wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought this ship was trash. Your next best ship is 15 ops levels behind you. Hmm. Hmm. If your next best, if you were an ops, if you were an ops 44, that means you're still running G2 ships. <laughs> well. Okay. No, no, that's not. So how many? So you, let me. Hold on. You, you at Ops Forty Nine with your next best ship being a G Three Epic. Yes, you should bring the Defiant. All right. How Good many? For you. How many mid to upper Ops Forty level players have three G Four rares well developed? Not talking to the whales, Bubba. How <laughs> many? <laughs> how many forty six to forty nine range players have three well developed G four rares? Raise your hand, please. Tagora says I do. Rhino says I do. Well, congratulations. I don't. Nor do I want to. Nor have I ever had a need to. Okay. Look at Archer. A. Got a Corey, a Kelvin, and an Enterprise. That's what I'm using. Okay. Uh, I've been using the Pylum, the Enterprise, and the Augur on my solos. JD says, I'm Ops 49. I've got one Pylum, a Jelly, and an Enterprise. <laughs> Deep Space, so I if says... You're replacing, I, if you're ahead. replacing a G3 Epic with the Defiant, I think that's probably the correct move. And that makes sense. But you gotta... I mean, if you're talking about an Ops 42 or 43 that's replacing one of their G3 epics with the Defiant, as opposed to an Ops 49. The idea at Ops 49 is not only do you have a well-developed G, uh, G4 rare, you might have two well-developed G4 rares by the time you get to 49. And no, Falarian, I'm not forgetting G4 Uncommons. I asked, who has three G4 rares? That was the specific point of my question. Now, let's, let's ask... Uh, and I can go, I can get behind this as well. And I use the words well-developed, okay? How many people have, uh, let's say, at Ops 46 to 49? I'll go with that same range. How many of you have two G4 rares, well-developed, and a G4 uncommon, well-developed? How about that? All right, not many people. I know that some people do. Mina says, I've got two G4 rare well developed and that's fine i'm not, and and there's no there's no problem with that if you've got two g if you've got two pylums all right then maybe your defiant is going to have to be higher before it replaces one of the pylums but that's not the case for everybody and this is why trader 
that that ships just can't come out and be one size fits all. It depends on your account. I say this all the time. It depends on the status of your account. I started the show with it. If you're a 35, 36, 37, you can't kill a G uh, or a level 40 uncommon solo armada. You've got work to do. That's the goal. That's the objective. Okay, so when we're looking at, for example, me as compared to uh as compared to i don't know who's got who said that they had g uh three g4 rares what was that who who said that you i'm gonna call you player x i don't know i, I don't see it in the chat whoever it was all right raxnar says i've got three well-developed g4 rares well good on you guess what the defiant may not be a good replacement for you yet it's gonna have to get higher okay it's gonna have to get bigger Raxnar says each one of them are 42 million in power. That is beast, Raxnar. Damn. Raxnar's not a G4 player. Oh, Raxnar, what is he? He's, he's like a 55, 57. Raxnar, like you son of a gun. I said 46 to 49. He's an Ops 57. Get the hell out of here with that garbage. <laughs> I said specifically Ops 46 to 49, which is where this ship is going to be good. I agree with you, Raxnar. You at 57, you're probably slightly disappointed with the Defiant. I get it. I've acknowledged it for the first hour. Now I'm talking to somebody else. <laughs> Now I'm talking to somebody else, somebody who doesn't have three 40 million G4 rares, all right, who might still be flying with a jellyfish. Because I'm here to tell you, tier three of this Defiant, better than a jelly. Tier three of this Defiant, better than a G3 Epic. Just telling you. And maybe, Bubba, it's not the ship at all. You keep saying this. Maybe it's about the research because I boosted my pylum. Maybe last night, Trader, I was completely wrong on this. Maybe I should have brought my three normal ships and just boosted the pylum because we did see that the Defiant was losing early. Karkin was on the mm -hmm. stage here a few minutes ago. We were losing the Defiant in like round three. So it wow. was beating up on the other ships. It, it, the, the, the Armada would go like 14, 15 rounds, and it was killing the Defiant early, like rounds three and four. Maybe I wasn't doing it right at all. Maybe I should have just been boosting my pylum and still using my normal three ships. I God bless it. I wish I thought of really that last night. You really wanted those edicts. You really oh, wanted those Oh, thank you, Karkin. God, see, this is why I count on Karkin. All right? This is why I count on Karkin. You're absolutely right. You've got to use the Defiant. Because, Karkin, you wrote down some numbers last night, didn't you? Holy smokes. Actually, it was... Uh, was it Aaron? I think it was... Aaron, Aaron was writing down your numbers. Woo! I came in late. Those edicts. Uh, yes, that was me. Aaron, can it, it, I don't know if you still have notes or not. Uh, let's, so, one, one, of the, one of the mothers had 44 base. You got 314 edicts. Okay, 44 base. I got 314. And that was probably with the tier one I think we were running at the time. Uh, continue on. Um, a couple of others I don't have because the bigger big one you did you, you failed on which is the epic yeah the 53 epic which by the way showed a well no we did do what was Thousands. the rare the rare had was showing what 250 yeah 250 and you got ooh, uh this was on a 51 rare oh one one thousand nine hundred and sixty two how much what'd you say 
1,962. 1,962 edicts off of 151 rare. Was that a 51 rare? I, I want to make sure I'm being I think correct. So. That was that was that was a two that was a 250 base. Well, that was the uh, that was the last. I'm looking at my battle log. That was the last one I won because after that we tried two epics and we failed both. Yes. Yes. And that was, and by the way, the epic that I failed was 53 epic. 53 epic. Now, uh, also, Trader, I have, I have, just barely, just barely. Yeah, listen, uh, just barely. If I, as a matter of fact, if I had given up the edict loot bonus, Karkin, and boosted the pylum and then brought a third warship, I might have gotten it, but I would have given up the loot bonus. I would have given up that loot bonus. On the other hand, probably another well, two, you, three you researches. Well, you only Cerritos boosted one ship. I you only Cerritos boosted one ship. That's true. A so second Cerritos, Cerritos boost. K21 says, ask the same question. Did you boost with both Cerritos and Defiant? So, yes. I bo But I only did one because I was trying to get a baseline. Because here's another thing, Bubba. I know that people have been using their Cerritos more here lately. But I think that this is... <laughs> this is where people get fuzzy this is another new currency okay and i feel like this is going to actually ease the pressure on cerritos boost juice just a little bit because last night uh and you're right a second boost would have got it but let's look at the 51 rare the 51 rare that i killed all right i used no cerritos and i used one defiant boost now in the past when we've done these te uh, tests on screen the 51 rare, even with the Enterprise and the Augur and the Pylon Bubba Joe, required two cloaks and three boosts for me to kill the 51 rare. Last night, I killed the 51 rare with one cloak and one Defiant boost and no Cerritos boost. That was a tier three with eight levels. And a handicapped of, third ship. And a handicapped third ship, the tier three Defiant. And the and the research, I had eight levels. Six level ones and two, well, four level ones and two level twos. Now, this is where, again, I, I do acknowledge, and, and, and I'm not trying to sell you bad lemonade, G5s. I get it. You're not there yet, and maybe it won't get there, Bubba. Maybe the scaling is wrong. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe it needs to be modified. I, I don't know yet. I, I think that it does. But I'm here to tell you, for, for 35 through 49, you can argue with me till you're blue in the face, we showed massively tangible results last night. Very, and it was Tier 3. Now, how long is Tier 3 going to take? We estimated it, Karkin. Tier 3 is actually, once you get the ship, once you get it unlocked, Tier 3 is going to be quick. A couple of weeks. DJs. Yes, ma'am. I'm interrupting you to give you your 10-minute warning. Thank you. Hard stop at 5.30. Got to go get it. Certainly says, so what? Uh, so this is what will happen in six months? I don't think it's going to be six months. I mean, if you if you are able to to do the, to work the chest, you're going to have it in 90, plus, uh, 90 to 95 days. Uh, and then after that, probably a couple, two, three weeks to get it to Tier 2. And probably a couple, two, three weeks after that to get it to Tier 3. All right. Yeah, that's right. Lynchy says 15 days for Tier 2. It's really not that bad. All right, 15 days for Tier 2. Now, uh, Tier 3 probably going to be a little bit longer, 20 days, something like that. The progression, 
uh, early on. And again, I haven't done what Jules has done as far as, you know, the later tiers, Bubba, like we did with the Mantis. We'll do that. But I'm here to tell you, even if Trader's right and it's not supposed to grind hostiles, which I think I think that I think that it should be, but even if it's not, this is providing a very substantial boost in solo armadas. Bubba Joe, substantial. Now, granted, you're hitting G5 targets. I'm not which is why I feel like the targeting on this, the intended audience, or maybe not even the intended audience, but the applicable audience where this is actually impacting players is people hitting the G4 solo armada targets. As a matter of fact, this surprised us last night. Go take a look at stfc.space and pull up all of the Jem'Hadar armadas. All right? Level 51 uncommon. I would classify... As G4, Bubba Joe. Just, just take a quick peek here. As a matter of fact, I'll put it in the graphics room so you can easily pull this up, guys. A 51 Uncommon has 185 million power. A 51 Rare, 189 million power. A 52 Rare at only 204 million power, Bubba Joe. A 52 Epic at 217. And even the 53 Epic... At 234. That's a 53 epic. And just, I don't know how they're classified. I am going to classify those as G4 intended. G4 intended, Bubba Joe. Because you know what happens to the 53 uncommon? We just talked about a 53 epic at 234 million power. You want to guess what a 53 uncommon is? Anybody? Nope. The 53 uncommon is where I would break that out and classify it as G5. So, yes, even the 53 un, uh, the fifty three epic, I think you can do it as a G4. The 53 uncommon Bubba Joe boosts up by over 110 million power to 340 million power. You're not doing that without a G4 ship. Are we agreed? I'm sorry, G5, a, a G5. We're not doing Agreed. that without a G5 ship, which means 50, 51, 52 even. You've got a cap. It is 53 epic, 52 rare, and 51 uncommon. Those are your caps until you get a G5 ship. Period, plain and simple, hard stop. And against those armadas, up to that point, Bubba Joe, I feel like the Defiant is absolutely worth its metal. Now let's. And so if that's the case, then it should not have an op cop, uh, an ops lock at fifty five. It should stop at forty nine. Well, that see, if that's this where was I'm, intended to be a G four ship, no, no, no. Let me rephrase. Only usable for G four. Well, I don't. That's not what I'm saying. I. That's where I agree with you earlier. I think that they just missed the scaling. I think if you take this thing, where where is the Ops 49 uh, cutoff or even the Ops 52 cutoff? Let me go back to that that screenshot. Uh, at Ops, say, 52, which is where, so 51, it could be to Tier 10, Bubba. So you know what my solution is? And, and I don't know, game design is probably going to laugh at me. Uh, tier 11. Maybe not. Maybe you could even give players a taste, Bubba Joe, start at Tier 10. It needs a massive, I don't, I don't want to say massive, but it needs a substantial overhaul 
from tier 10, 11, and 12. Bubba, if you were looking at this from the G5 perspective, would you agree that this ship needs to scale harder for the G5 content, that tier 10, 11, and 12? Uh, Luke, you're in the chat. Evo, you're in the chat. Let me ask you guys, if this thing scaled differently for tier 10, 11, and 12, does this ship now give you more motivation or more positivity about its usability in G5? I mean, we're talking a big, big adjustment, all right? I'm not necessarily calling a rewrite, but I'm saying a big adjustment. Bubba Joe? Yeah, yay, nay, trader? I, I, I think that that's what has to happen, right? And it, it's not just a matter of adding some research that then has to be paid for as well. I think it just needs to be a rescaling based on the tiers. Agreed. Um, so, I, you know, and it's not like they've never done that before, although they've usually done it fairly late in the life of a ship like yeah. they did for the G4 Epics. But I, I think they just missed. I think you I think you might be right. Trader, you're... Uh... Let me let me get this perspective from you. You are using it as a singular ship. You're fighting your level 60s. Are you using this thing or are you just boosting or what how are you using it at tier 5? I added in to so I can easily kill the armadas at my level. So I just added in as the third kind of gimme ship to soak up some damage, boost my two other ships and go from there. You're boosting both ships or you're just taking the loot bonus or yeah. both Okay. Ripper Raider couldn't even reach with more than one ship before, so having yeah. the two uh -huh. is great. Two extra. It's awesome. Again, <laughs> thank you. Thank you to the Scopely Overlords. <laughs> well, we don't hear that very often. <laughs> we, no. we, don't, we don't hear that very often. All right. B says to go from tier tier uh, to go from tier ten to eleven is five hundred dollars, which I don't necessarily disagree. I think that again that gets cheaper over time. But you're right. Uh, and I think what he's probably saying is listen. Uh, if it's going to be $500. And Bubba, you actually said this to me before the show. It needs to uh, relate to the cost, right? Like, this is still going to be a very cheap ship compared to your, your primary faction ships. Even if you spent $500 on it, it's still going to be cheap compared to what you guys are doing on other ships. But we still want it to be close, right? And this is why I don't think it can be the big PvP king, king of the hill PvP ship that everybody wants it to be, Bubba Joe, or it would have cost a crap ton more. Resources, materials. If it was going to replace a ship, then it would have replaced a ship in resource sink. All right? Given the fact that, and I, I gulp when I say this, that this ship is cheaper. All right? Because I know it's very expensive at the higher tiers, but it's still not the cost of a G5 ship. Five minutes, DJs. Okay, okay. We're going to have to take our if final break. If you're late, it's not going to be our fault. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to text Mrs. DJ. Hey, I'm not feeling well. Can you go get it? <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to go well. We will sell you we down Mrs. the river in a heartbeat. I know you will. I know you will. Considering we had Mrs. DJ's coming into the contributors channel I know. to tell us. You, Mrs. DJ's came into the private panel chat. It was like, hey, let, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt show prep, uh, but can you guys just let... 
him know that he's got to go, okay? Like, she came in. <laughs> it, this is like the equivalent of walking into a staff meeting, Bubba Joe. Like, here you are. Uh, you're meeting with your team. You know, you're writing and you're planning and you're doing math and you're doing prep. And then, like, somebody's wife just walks in and says, hey, I brought coffee. There's donuts over there. By the way, you left your laundry on the floor. For the love of God, could you just pick up after yourself? And there's a half-drunk can of Coke on the island. Please, please just clean up after yourself and then walks out like nothing's wrong like just walks out like she had every right to be there <laughs> that's what she did in our private chat this morning <laughs> just walked in was like hey can you guys remind him that he's supposed to pick up except his we son? didn't get donuts except you didn't donuts. get coffee or donuts you're right uh let me ask this question in the chat very quickly archery says why would you put in the defiant put in a better ship and use the buff ability ah Hi. the edicts bonus edicts bonus the loot bonus is ridiculous as we just indicated 51 rare gave me enough for a full pull of the edict or or for Mm -hmm. a a chest unlock bubba of the edict pull and by the way surprisingly not a five-day cooldown three days three-day cooldown on that uh, elite loot chest and by the way they lowered that bubba were you satisfied with that we didn't get a chance to talk about that they lowered the edict unlock chest are you thrilled i haven't even noticed because he was already there. That's right. He didn't even know. <laughs> it's going back to that two-week loop, Bubba Joe. You were fussy about it, and they were like, all right, fine, Bubba Joe, have it. Fine, Bubba Joe, have it your way. And I was already there. <laughs> so wait, wait. You were already there, which means it actually maintained its time frame. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're not getting into this. We got one minute. <laughs> you gotta go. I, I know. I'm just well, so oh. I'm not spinning you up on any of this. Oh, uh, I know. This is funny. Uh, real quick, couple of real quick question and answers. Blue says, how about the edict bonus? Is it not for the Defiant? It's for the whole team? Yes, it is. They, uh, and by the way, they solved this. Uh, oops, sorry. They solved this, which was good, Bubba Joe. First of all, battle logs are now showing all of the loot, not just lead ship. So that's good. Guess what they've done now with the Defiant? They have solved the rounding issue with the edicts. And from what I have heard, Bubba Joe, even from the players who don't have the Defiant, who were like doing the smaller ones that had four edicts and they were only getting three, I have heard that that has gotten resolved as well. And the edict loot bonus is not just for the ship. It is for the entire armada. So, uh, Trader, what you're getting, let's say you're flying a, a pylum like I am, and you got five of 11 on that pylum, then we're getting loot bonus from the pylum, we're getting loot bonus from five, and then the Defiant is giving loot bonus to all three ships in the armada it is beautiful and lovely that's why you want to use the define for that loot bonus okay it it impacts the loot uh that the solomata gives like all the way across the board e- well edicts not the not the, the the credits the edicts okay edicts all right um let's see according to the clock i have to take this last break bubba joe so when we come back um i'll answer like three more questions and then we'll bounce, okay? Uh, Rathbon says You're sell the... dangerously. Confused. I know, I am. Rathbon says sell the ship harder. Listen, I would be selling the ship harder if I actually got, like, a creator code. I just think it's good. It's good for me. I know it's not good for G5. I think we can improve that, Bubba. I do think that we can change it. All right? I, I think the fact that we had that that meeting here this morning, day two proves that they're wanting to make sure that this thing is is kind of flying off okay if there's any problem areas early let's look at them early okay 
I think that it's, and you're right, Aaron, it's not good on day two. But, I mean, listen, we would have liked, we would have liked Bubba Joe to see a little bit more excitement across all bands of players, right? I don't think that's unreasonable to make all bands of players excited. Um, but I do. Listen, Rathbon, I'm, I'm telling you, if you're, if you're G4, like that, that's, that's who this ship is for right now, today, Bubba. Bubba, 20-second wrap-up. Do you think this ship is appropriate for G4, or do you think it's garbage all the way around? Uh, TJ, I can't answer that. I, I don't know enough about what G4 players are experiencing today to really be able to say whether it's good for G4. It doesn't seem like it would be to me, but I'm willing to defer to an actual G4 player because it's been so long since I've been that. Yeah. Crazy says it is still early, uh, but I don't think the Define has what it takes to save the Deep Space Nine arc. The fact that you have to think about it might not be a bad sign because the first two arcs were really bad. <laughs> it was so bad. So the fact that this could turn it around, maybe not 100%, but it could turn it around, like that's already better than what we've had with the first two arcs. All right, we got to take a break just for mechanical clock purposes. We'll be right back. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Back in a sec. Hang on. This portion of the show brought to you by Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. MN Toy Posse is a group of professionals gathered together around their love of something not only fun and youthful, but also a big business today. Toys, folks. Toys. Whether it's old toys or new toys, expensive toys, antique toys, or brand spanking new releases, these guys can help you find it, buy it, or sell it. I have yet to find a challenge they could not meet. So check them out. Your absolute toy professionals at facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. It's my toy posse for the toy collector in all of us. More from Talking Trek coming up right after this break. PvpTarget.com is a site with a whole host of tools for the players, not only at veteran status in this game, but also for brand new players, giving you insights into PvP banding, crews, and ROE used by many servers. PvpTarget.com can help you get your feet under you with respects to all things player versus player. Visit their website for our player's guide regarding lawful attacks, warships, and even a glossary of terms for use right here inside Star Trek Fleet Command. Visit PvpTarget.com today. That's PvpTarget.com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Gall State Insurance. You won't believe the premiums we've got the nerve to charge. Thanks for tuning in for the final game of the World Series. Collins leads off, and here comes the first pitch from Jackson. Strike one in there to lead off the game. If you're keeping score, it's 8.03 local time. Jackson gets the ball, circles the mound a few times. Looks like he's really rubbing down that baseball. Now he's back on the mound, and here we go with pitch number two. Oh, Collins calls time and steps out. Looks like he's fixing his batting gloves, but now he's back in the box, and... Oh, but now Jackson wants a new baseball. Guess that rub down just didn't feel right. But now he's back in the mound. Here comes the windup, and the... Oh, nope. Collins is back out of the box. Seems there was an equipment malfunction with one of his arm guards. Nope, check that. It's a shin pad. Sorry about that, folks. They just kind of look like Transformers from this viewpoint. <laughs> all right, he's all strapped up, and Jackson is set. Oh, nope. Here comes the Bat Boy. Hmm, Collins hasn't even swung yet. Oh, boy. If you're keeping score at home, it's now 8.07.
Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast with only moments on the clock, Bubba Joe. So let's answer a couple of questions as we can very, very quickly. Uh, I watched some of them coming in on the chat while we were at commercial break. Captain Planet says, um, is anyone using a Tier 1 Defiant or is it just kind of suck it up and upgrade? I'll tell you, Bubba hit the nail on the head earlier. Bubba, it's not at this early level. It is certainly not about the tier of the ship as much as it is about the research. All right. The, the tier of the ship is directly impacting your loot bonus. All right. That is what it's doing. The tier of the ship, therefore the level of the ship, is impacting its survivability, obviously. Uh, but that primary metric right there is the exocomps, or not, the, sorry, not the exocomps, but the favors that you're getting. Those favors are available in the Bajoran store. They are available at every single unlock. They're at the top of your Bajoran favor list, increasing kinetic damage and increasing the reload chance of the Defiance energy weapons uh, against the Gem Hadar solo armadas. Those are both very nice abilities for the Defiant Bubba Joe. Uh, but the real benefit, I think, is indeed coming in the loot bonus. The research is where you're getting the big benefit uh, in combat, and that is going to be applied to another ship. Somebody did point this one out here a little bit ago. The Shattering Blow. Bubba Joe, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at this one. Shattering Blow. Trader increases critical hit damage against solo armadas while buffed by the Defiant. At level 1, it's 35%. Now, that's significant in and of itself, all right? Not a big deal, but, I mean, certainly helpful. Critical hit damage going up 35%. Can somebody tell me what level 2 is? Because this is a massively powerful research. Massively powerful research. Level 2, Bubba Joe, is 100. Level 2 is 110%. 110% added to your crit hit damage. By the way, obviously, all scaling all the way through Ops 55, Bubba Joe. But level 5 of that research goes up to 230% increase of crit damage. That's massive. That is a big, big buff right there. That is probably one of the most influential uh, researches there that, uh, that we currently have uh, as, uh, as it regards to uh, the I think the one boost. before it is also very very critical it, it those is good. two are the good researches everything else is worthless absolutely i don't i don't want to say worthless but certainly not as good right take a look at defiant by nature uh increasing crit hit chance when buffed against the solar armada level one bubba joe three percent not huge what's level two what's level two 14 percent 14 percent increase in crit chance and by the way it's at 35 percent increase in crit chance uh at ops 55 which again we're not going to get there but i mean still 14 20 that's pretty good bubba joe i'll take those boosts to crit chance in an armada especially if i'm boosting say an interceptor like my pylon with big shots and big you know large numbers of, of shots and all that stuff it's pretty significant so let me come back and answer P uh, captain planet's question are you using it at tier one i did last night all right um, I wasn't really able to do any kind of significant punch-up, Bubba Joe. It held its own, fine. I got the loot bonus, fine. I wasn't really doing anything groundbreaking. I did get the loot bonus, but the research helped me kind of carry that ship through. Once I did more of the research, it became better. So to answer your question, in short firm, Captain, uh, Captain Planet, Tier 1's okay to use. 
Okay, it's not great. It's going to get you a loot bonus, but you got to have the you have to have the firepower and your other two ships to still survive that, which means you're not really punching up. But if you can get through and blast through some of this research, then yeah, it's probably going to be it's probably going to be significant. By the way, Bubba Joe, really, if I was going to point out something, I really really do hate um, those last two researches that we just indicated are the best ones in the entire tree. Have a prerequisite of army of one level four. So there's prereq even though there's only six researches here, Bubba Joe, they're riddled with prerequisites. So getting that critical damage one is like the last one that you're going to be able to do, and you're going to have to work through the others in order to get to that point. All right. Uh, one minute on the clock. Uh, any other questions coming through real quick? Uh, Silent Caliber says, most of these researchers say group armadas. Does that mean they won't work for solo armadas? Actually, yes, Silent Caliber. Exactly 50% of them say group armadas. The bottom row, that is. Look at the top row. The top row is for solo armadas. And at least at this point, thank goodness, Bubba Joe, I have not seen any dependencies that require you to, to cross the row. Thank goodness. They're, 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 no you're, crossing the streams. Yeah, there's no crossing of the streams there. If you're going to focus on solo armadas, you can focus on solo armadas. It's not going to come down. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> yeah, oh yeah, the prerequisites are heavy. They are. They are heavy, but it's still a good research, one that you should definitely be looking towards. Um, let me see. Anything else? Any other major questions go. real quick? Okay, go. Sign right. off okay, and okay, leave. Okay, yeah, okay. You, need, you need to go. All right. Time, time to go. Time to go. Time to go. Time to go. All right. Uh, yes, my child. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you guys so very much. Uh, I do want to say thank you guys so very much to being here. Uh, Unseated Donkey says, do ablative... Do the ablative armor increase per tier of the Defiant? So actually, it's like Cerritos. I keep hate. I hate keep saying that, Bubba Joe. The amount of ablative uh, juice that it takes decreases with the tier of the ship, and I believe the duration increases with the tier of the ship as well. So it's still, it's still okay. Okay, okay. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, thank you guys very much. I want you guys to. Uh, be sure to visit our website, TalkingTrekSTFC.com, Bubba Joe, where uh, you'll find a link over to our Twitch. We did four and a half hours last night, Trader, testing the Defiant. Holy crap. Yep, four and a half hours last night. Actually, we really didn't start testing the Defiant until about two and a half hours. So if you want to skip to the Defiant stuff, go to about two, two and a half hours, and you can start seeing the Defiant testing because the first part, Trader, we were working on our event guide. If you're wanting insight into the event guide, we've got a YouTube video dropping tomorrow morning. And uh, we actually went through the calendar very detailed last night on Twitch. So you'll get to see that in the first part of the show. Uh, so go watch that on Twitch. It'll be on YouTube tomorrow morning. Uh, we've got our Arcfall video on YouTube now. And the Event God video comes tomorrow morning. And coming up Friday, a quick and dirty on the Defiant and how the loop works, what you have to click and what you should be working on as that works. So lots of content. Please, guys, if you have found any value here whatsoever, why don't you consider joining our Gold Patron program? It's available on our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. And I'd like to thank players here today who have contributed $10 or more per month towards the success and the continuation of Talking Trek. Lord Neelix, Lady Kess, Trader Tucker, More Stuck Hostels, Iron Chef, Virtual Army, Delal, Lord Kynes, Hammerhead, Regis, Jayberg, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Lobot, Auto Obsession, It's Hunter, Tagore, Ransusi, Katana, Hank, Abe, DJ Gur, MC101, Late Nighter, Light Bull, Louis P, Zalvinar, Zinfried, Peffies, Wolfhammer, Stormbringer, Bills Mafia, Bayonetta, Darkside Luke, Grog, Thorn, Archangel, Smoke Mohawk, Jetski, Bubba Joe Loves the Paying Mantis, <laughs> 
Jason, Captain Jack, Ar uh, Arian, the Professor, Captain Oblivious, and Honey JD, Steve, Ragnar, Liam, and Dominus, Casey Jones, Ripper is God, Chronic Break, This Fellow, Jesus Christ, Wet Willie Joe, K92, Darth Adam, and General Chaos, Morin, A Fox, Judge Cran, G Force, Maminkus, Captain Cube, Plain Simple Garrett, Game Junior, Admiral Inwater, Cha Cha Roar, Scarlet Hog, Loser Kendall, Wardon, Cost Me 40,000, Toy Mai, 7 of 9, Jaga, Never Go Full Tilly, Blue Mandalorian, Noxus Exhibitor, Furmax, Dr. Link, Clueless One, Skidzoido, Likes a Bath, Welch, Kieva, Legolas, Fighting Texas Aggie, Gunner, Mighty Croc, Unimatrix, Ensign, Shilvia, Shilly, The Web, Balabomb, Fart Monster Max, Richard King, D Chesty, Nom Nom, Garfwin, and our newest gold patron, Primal Fear. Thank you guys so very, very much for contributing. $10 or more to Talking Trek. A registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your friendly neighborhood cat person, Sam Meow for now. Love you, Bennett. Catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. <laughs> You're the God. Terrible.